Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. The Sealands Grove Seals play on Eagle 107. Bounces off tackle, spins at the 35, shakes off another defender to five, spins into the end zone, touchdown Sealands Grove Seals. Now it's time for Seals game day from the heart of Seal Nation, driven by Sunbury Motors. It's a preview of tonight's Seals game, the Heartland Conference, and games all over the central Susquehanna Valley. Now from the stadium are Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess. Welcome to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field on the campus of Sealands Grove Area High School. And welcome to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Honda, and Lincolns in the North Fort Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors Kia's routes 11 to 15 on the strip in Hummel's Wharf. This is Pat O'Brien. I'll be joined shortly by my broadcast partner, Dave Hess. Tonight, it's the 1-2 and two Seals Grove Seals hosting the 3-0 and o Jersey Shore Bulldogs. In the previous 47 matchups, Seals Grove leads the all-time series 39 wins to 8 losses. However, tonight, the Seals are attempting to stop a three-game lose streak to the Bulldogs. The Seals last beat Jersey Shore 14-7 in 2017. That was in the District 4 semifinal playoff game played here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Again, Dave will join me here shortly, but it doesn't take a lot to, when you look back at the game a week ago, the breakdown in the special teams play. It was a game that Seals Grove lost 16 to nothing, and nine of those points come in directly off block punts as they were able to extend their lead after they had scored the touchdown. It was a Max Madden touchdown, a one-yard run with 5.54 to go in the first quarter. That completed a seven-play drive, covering 80 yards, took two minutes and 57 seconds. The extra point was good. And it was a 7 nothing lead at that point for the Shemokin Indians. And again, the block punts we talked about. The first block punt came with 4-12 to go in the first quarter. It rolled into the end zone. Shemokin was able to jump on top of it. The extra point good. And Shemokin would take a 14 nothing lead at the end of the first quarter. We move into the second quarter, and it was another block punt. This one coming late in the half. 1.47 to go in the first half as Seals Grove was right backed up to their goal line. Punt was blocked. Frosch was able to jump on top of it. He actually got the block. It went out of the back of the end zone, and it counted as a safety for the Smokin Indians. That would push their lead to 16 nothing. again with 1.47 to go in the first half. That would be all the scoring on the night. Seals Grove shuts out another opponent in the second half, uh, but unable to score themselves and would fall to the Smokin Indians a week ago, 16 nothing again, dropping to 1-2 and on the season. And Shemokin went to 2-1. and one. Shemokin will be taking on the Shikolimi Braves. We're going to hear from the broadcast team previewing that game between the Shemokin Indians and the Shikolimi Braves. Again, tonight, the Seals Grove Seals taking on the 3-0 and Jersey Shore Bulldogs. The Seals defense will definitely have their biggest challenge of the season because when you see them on film, quarterback Brandon Weary lit up Central Mountain secondary last week, 183 yards and four touchdowns in the win. And Central Mountain had no answer for the Bulldog rushing attack either as Brandon Jordan ran for 115 yards and two touchdowns. Cameron Allison totaled 94 yards on 15 carries. The Bulldogs showed great balance. So if you must pick a poison... You may decide to go try to stop the running game with Allison and Jordan, but Weary has showed the ability to throw the ball again. Four touchdown performance a week ago for the quarterback of the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. 
Again, Jersey Shore coming in at 3-0. and When you break down some of the numbers for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs coming into tonight's game, they're, they're averaging 49.2 points per game, putting up 459 yards, and they have total 20 touchdowns on the season after three weeks. They're averaging 188 through the air, 271 on the ground. They have 11 touchdown passes, 9 rushing touchdowns. The Seals Grove... Seals will have to deal with the fact that they have 100-yard rushing three times to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. And when you look at their scoring, they get on the board quickly. 64 points in the first quarter, 30 points in the second, and then they even it out with 33 in the third, 28 in the fourth quarter. They've scored 149 points have the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Again, as the Bulldogs come in 3-0 and on the season. As I welcome Dave Hess into the conversation, Dave, you and I have chit-chatted already about the balance of this team. We saw Weary on film Kid looks good, manages the game well, and he's able to get the ball to athletes, and they make plays. You know, I was just talking to Coach Hicks about Tanner Larson last year. Their their quarterback that graduated, he was in the offensive player of the year in Quad A last year in Pennsylvania. And I, I said, what what do you think of this kid this year, this weary kid? And he said, there's no drop-off. No drop-off. He's, I think the biggest difference between the two is that weary runs the ball a whole lot less, uh, where Larson did have that, that run threat, but on the other hand, this, this weary kid just places the ball so well when he throws it, and he manages that offense very well, just like you were saying. You talk about uh, uh, Lorson from a year ago when you look at his numbers and what he was able to do, and the Seals Grove lost to Jersey Shore 33-14 to end the season a year ago, and Lorson would end up 20 for 34, 271 yards and two touchdowns. He did throw three interceptions in that win a year ago, but he also rushed it 24 times for 125 yards. And we talk about it all the time. When you have a quarterback that can tuck the ball away and run, the pressure it puts on your defense and try to deal with a quarterback who's athletic enough to make plays, not only trying to just manage a, a two, three-yard run. We're talking about a guy who can take it to the house if need be, and that's what Lorson did a year ago. But as you said, on film, Weary has not had, not really needed to do that, so we'll wonder whether he'll get those opportunities here tonight. But he has athletes. He's Owen Anderson. We talked about Lorson and also Jordan as well. And when we saw it on film, they're not a lot of big plays. Now, I had a big play against Central Mountain, the deep pass they had. But a lot of them are just quick outs and let your athletes make play, and that can drive your defense nuts as well. Oh, they do because you know, and that's the one pass. If you're going to give up any pass at all as as a coaching staff, you you want to give up the short ones. You know, we always our philosophy here at Seals Grove is always you don't give up the long ball, don't give up the intermediate ball. If they're going to get us anywhere, let them nickel and dime us in the flats. We'll run to it and we'll eventually start jumping that stuff. But let's just if we're fast enough, they're not going to get enough yards after the catch, and we'll be okay. Now, this team's different because they have some kids who can catch the ball in the flat, and they can make some things happen. Caden Hess is one. What a receiver that kid is. And he's about 6'2". I was just next to him in the field down there. He is an imposing-looking kid. He's a big guy. He's uh, 22 catches, 286 yards, and five touchdowns. He's averaging 13 yards per catch is the Hess kid, number 24, as you mentioned. We talked about Weary for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, 43 for 64, 541 yards, 11 touchdowns, no interceptions on the season for the quarterback for Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Allison, he's the main run threat. He's 54 carries, 317 yards, three touchdowns. He's averaging almost six yards per carry. And then you throw in Jordan, who we mentioned already. 
He's averaging 12.6 yards per carry, three touchdowns, 201 yards on 16 rushes for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. But for Sealands Grove, defensively, one thing that we've been able to hang the hat on, a team has not scored in the second half yet on the Sealands Grove Seals. We know that they've been able to do it over the years, making adjustments, trying to cut down on things. But the one thing Schmoke did last week, and Zach pointed out, was the time of possession. They held on to the ball a tremendous amount of time, wearing down the defense. One time they held on to it eight minutes, didn't score. But the impact of that, Dave, on your defense and as you're trying to coach your kids up has got to be just devastating. Well, yeah, absolutely the defense because, you know, the, 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 drive, the drive just starts going on and on and on, and they're making just enough to get first downs over and over like they did on that, that eight-minute drive that they had where they covered eight yards. <clears throat> and, but on the other hand, it doesn't just wear your defense. Yeah, yeah, you want to get your defense off the field, but it also brings down the morale of your whole team. When you're in a situation, you're down 16 nothing, and you need to score fast to get to get some points on the board, to get back in the game, and then they put on an eight-minute drive, didn't score. Man, they kept the ball a long time, though. And what they did on that eight-minute drive went 14 plays, 55 yards, converted on third down three times in a route to picking up four first downs on the drive. Yet they did not score, and Dave, Derek even talked about it when you you bend, but you can't bend that much and allow that time. you got to get that team off the field. And Jersey Shore, if they have the ball for eight minutes, likelihood away this team is playing, they're going to put it in the end zone. Oh, yeah, no question about it. One of those athletes are going to break something sooner or later if, if you give them the ball for eight minutes. That is going to happen. Looking at how they've gotten to 3-0, and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs under head coach Tom Gravis' his ninth year, 63-39 and in those uh, nine years. They started out with a win over Shimokin that was at home, 41-7, before they traveled to take on the Shikolimi Braves and shut them out 53 nothing. And then last week they beat Central Mountain at home, 55-7. After tonight, the Jersey Shore Bulldogs will take on Milton, Schick, play Central Mountain again, and then they finish out the regular season at Montoursville. For the Seals Grove Seals, coming at 1-2 under head coach Derek Kicks, his sixth year, 45-23. They beat Milton to start out the season 42-6. They lost to Central Mountain 7-3. That was at Central Mountain. Then they lost here at home against Shemokin a week ago, 16-0. After tonight against the Bulldogs, they're at Chickalemi, home against Central Mountain. Then they travel to take on the Indians of Shemokin before finishing out the regular season versus the Mifflinburg Wildcats here at home at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Boy, we got a lot more to cover as we get ready for the opening kickoff between the Seals Grove Seals and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. We'll also check in with the Blaze Alexander for tough game of the week. We'll get previews of the Lewisburg Green Dragons and also the Shikolimi Braves. And uh, so we're asking you, stick around. It's Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. For nearly six decades, Hubs Home Oxygen and Medical Supplies has served the home health needs of Central PA with outstanding respiratory services and quality home medical equipment. We provide solutions to enhance the lives of our customers and their loved ones by helping them be safer, more comfortable, and independent at home. With offices in Williamsport, Lewisburg, Lockhaven, Wellsboro, Harrisburg, and Carlisle, there is always a nearby office to help you improve your life. Now open, our new Hubs location in the Susquehanna Valley Mall in Sealands Grove. 
Marzoni's Brick Oven and Brewing Company on the Strip in Seals Grove offers outdoor or indoor dining with great atmosphere. Serving authentic brick oven pizza, pub grub, and crafted entrees that you can wash down with an ice-cold Pepsi. In addition to good food and a great selection of micro-brewed beer, Marzoni's has gift cards for those special people on your list so you can give the gift of yum. With something for everyone, whether you're a family, couple, or group, ask about Marzoni's Banquet Room. Marzoni's, located on the Strip in Seals Grove or online at marzoni's.com. Good food, good beer, good times. Hello, we're the Subsex, John and Tracy, owners of Carpet Man in Milton. For four years now, our family has been raising money to help fight breast cancer. We care so much because we know how hard the battle is. I'm a proud survivor of breast cancer, and that's why we're raising money for the Thyra Humphrey Center for Breast Health at Evangelical Community Hospital. For each and every flooring sale in October, Carpet Man will make a donation to the hospital. These are tough times, but Carpet Man is committed to make a difference. We hope to see you soon here at Carpet Man. In-store, at home, or anywhere in between. Now, you decide how to buy your next car, truck, van, or SUV. Conduct the entire process online from the comfort of your home and let us deliver your new vehicle to you. Or begin the experience online and finish it in our store for a quick and easy car buying experience. With never-before-seen incentives, now is the time to buy. All backed by our lowest price guarantee. So start your online digital buying experience today at blazealexander.com. Taking deals, the other guys won't. This is Bill Booker, and as a Seals Grove parent and fan, I know all of us can't attend the games as much as we used to, but I'm thrilled we can still listen to our Seals together. The game of life has thrown us some trick plays this year, and if financial matters are stressing you out, I'm here to help with all of your income tax needs. No matter if it's for one person or a whole business, I do the best for my clients. Please schedule a time to talk with me by calling 570-374-7343. That's Bill Booker CPA, 530 South Market Street in Sealands Grove, right next to the American Legion. I look forward to seeing you all soon in person, and as always, go Seals! At T. Ross Brothers Construction, they're proud to be a member of the communities in which they live and build. They've been serving our valley for over 50 years, and their reputation earned them the honor of building many of the area's residences, businesses, and community and religious facilities. Whether you want to build, expand, or remodel, T. Ross Brothers Construction is committed to providing you with the very best in design, quality, and value. Visit them at trossbrothers.com, and you'll learn why they say, We're building for the future. Eagle 107. And Mark Stevens will help you through the workday, finish off the 107-minute superset, and start each hour with our seven-song superset. It's all of your favorite classic rock through the workday. That's with Mark Stevens on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Again, putting the final word on last week's game, their loss against the Shemokin Indians. They lost 16-0. Seals Grove just put up six first downs. Shemokin had 13 first downs. But it was the run game that was the difference on the night as Shimoka went for 215 yards on the ground. And it was led by Ian Paul, 10 carries, 97 yards. And Max Madden, 23 carries, 89 yards and a touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. Bastion threw 30 times, completing just nine passes on those 30 attempts. And the run game was just inefficient all night. Bastion, 11 carries for just four yards. Ryan Almond, five carries for minus one. The only other person that touched the ball was Stroud, one carry 
for four yards. So again, the Seals Grove Seals offense was not able to get things going, and it's going to be even a bigger challenge here tonight against a very good Jersey Shore Bulldog team. But before we get talking more about the matchup between the Bulldogs and the Seals, let's check in with our other games, part of the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation family, as we hear from the broadcast team. First, we hear from the voice of the Shikolimi Braves, Kevin Hur, covering the Braves on 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Well, in a shortened season with only two teams going to the postseason, every game is pretty much critical. And tonight's matchup between Shimokin and Shikolimi could be a make-or-break game for both of these teams. Jersey Shore, well, they appear to be the District 4 Quad A top team at the halfway part of the season, so the race is for number two. And Shimokin enters tonight's game 2-1 and one after shutting out the Seals a week ago, and a win over Shikolimi would put them in a great spot to be the number two later on this month. Now, Shikolimi, after a shutout win on the road at Milton last week, could also put themselves back in the position for the number two spot, as they would have the same exact record Shimokin would. Now, the Braves would need to stop Shimokin's running game to make that happen. And that's a running game that's averaging about five yards a carry. And it seems the Braves' defense is starting to flow a little bit in Kaiser's 3-5. Duncan Weir leads the defense as the bike backer with 33 tackles, one for a loss, and two sacks in just three games. Offensively, well, the Braves have had a patchwork offensive line and will continue to put new guys in position for injured ones this week. The Braves did find the end zone twice last week after being stymied by Jersey Shore in Week 3. Quarterback Drew Balestrini connected with Connor Fitzgerald for a 38-yard touchdown to end a five-quarter scoreless string, and that gave both their first touchdown connection of the season. Shemokin's defense, though, has been very tough against the run, giving up only four yards a rush, and that's with a few sacks last week, but also going up against a good Jersey Shore rushing attack earlier in the year. Milton and Sealandsgrove, though, they were able to get receivers in open spaces, but neither team really able to make a connection and take advantage of those open receivers. We'll see if Shikolimi can tonight with what is starting to emerge as a pretty good passing attack. Kent Memorial Stadium in Cole Township is the site, which, by the way, is the site of the only Shikolimi State playoff game in program's history. Just a little fun fact there. Shikolimi and Shimokin kicking off at 7, pregame on News Radio 1070 WKOK at 6.30, as the Chief Dave Ritchie will join me. I'm Kevin Herr for Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors on Eagle 107. Thank you, Kevin, for that preview of the Shikolimi Brave Seals Grove opponent. Coming up for the Seals Grove Seals, but first Seals Grove is dealing with the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. As watching both teams go through their pre-game warm-ups, Seals Grove in their blue jersey, white pants, white helmet. Uh, the Jersey Shore Bulldogs in their orange helmet, white shirt, and orange pants. But again, before we get talking more about the matchup here tonight between the Bulldogs and the Seals, we're also going to check in with Greg Wetzel as he previews the Lewisburg Green Dragons on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. The Lewisburg Green Dragons play the Midwest Mustangs Saturday night in a Heartland Conference Division II game. The game will be played on the campus of Seals Grove High School at Harold L. Bullig Memorial Stadium. Both Lewisburg and Midwest come into the contest with records of 0-3. Last week, Lewisburg lost to Danville by a score of 35-14, and Midwest lost to Central Columbia by a score of 42-20. The Green, Dra- <clears throat> the Green Dragons changed things up offensively last week and were able to generate their best offense of the season against the Ironmen. Senior Max Moyers led the way rushing for 90 yards on 19 carries and scored one touchdown. Sophomore Cam Michaels caught three passes for 50 yards and scored one touchdown running the football. Last week, Hunter Wolfley rushed for 160 yards and three touchdowns for Midwest against Central Columbia. 
Gabe Register was 7 for 16 passing with one interception and 92 yards. Defensively, the Mustangs play an even front defense. This will be the first even front defense that Lewisburg has faced this year. The offensive line will need to stay on their assignments for Lewisburg. The offensive line will need to stay on their assignments for Lewisburg to be successful. Both teams will look to their establish the running game for them to be able to throw their play action passes. The team that is able to do that will be victorious. Game time is Saturday night at 7 o'clock with a pregame at 6.30 and 100.9 in the Valley and WVLY.com. I'm Greg Wetzel for Game Day on Eagle 107. WNL Nissan is proud to support the Sealands Grove Seals this high school football season on Eagle 107. Visit WNL Nissan on the strip in Sealands Grove as they are celebrating Nissan Truck Month till the end of the month, September 30th, with as low as 0% financing for up to 72 months on select models. See all offers and details online at WNLNissan.com. Stay safe and good luck to the 2020 Sealands Grove Seals. There she is again, always messing with your eyebrows. She's you. Fussing in the mirror. Time for microblading by Blessed Beauty at Shalom Salon and Spa. Microblading is a semi-permanent procedure that creates perfectly shaped and colored eyebrows without the daily work. Done by licensed technicians. Mention this ad and save $100 off your session in September. Stop messing with your brows with microblading by Blessed Beauty at Shalom Salon and Spa, Market Street, Middleburg. And on Facebook at Blessed Beauty, 570-837-1188. Okay, I'm heading out for lunch. Are you going to the Lewisburg Delicatessen? Shh, if anyone hears that I'm going to the Lewisburg Delicatessen, then everyone will want me to bring... Can you bring me a turkey and cheese panini? I'd like some homemade pasta salad, please. And I need a cannoli, just like my Nana from Italy used to make. Oh, all right. Just call them at 570-522-1060 to order ahead and I'll pick it up again. Visit Lewisburg Delicatessen in downtown Lewisburg, an authentic Italian-style deli with Italian and American cuisine, plus assorted groceries and imported Italian specialty items. Winner of Silver Stars for the best deli and the best wraps in the Susquehanna Valley. Online and on Facebook, too. Hiking, biking, rowing, running. The game is life and you're the weekend warrior. You work hard and you play hard. Football, baseball, soccer, golf. To move is to live and whatever your sport, Shamoka Dam Health Center specializes in total health to keep you in the game. Call 743-4333. Shemokin Dam Health Center Designed with you in mind in difficult times, our thoughts center on protecting and providing for our families. A well-thought-out estate plan is essential to that goal. The Shock Law Office in Sealance Grove will help tailor a plan and documents to help you meet your individual needs and goals. If you care for a loved one who is elderly or has special needs, the Shock Law Office can prepare a plan that helps protect their assets and their access to public benefit programs. Call the Shock Law Office at 570-492-7133 to schedule an in-person or remote appointment to discuss your plan. Or find them on the web at shochlaw.com. Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, try Kenny Tag, your local PennDOT partner can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Tri-County Tag Service. Hummel's Wharf is your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Tri-County Tag Service. The Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees apply. This is Eagle 107. 
Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Pat O'Brien along with Dave Hess and Zach Showers here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Get ready for the Seals Grove Seals. Coming at 1-2, and two, trying to end a two-game losing streak on the season and a three-game losing streak to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Coach Derek Kick's well aware of the big challenge here tonight for his guys as the Jersey Shore Bulldogs come in at 3-0, and putting up almost 50 points per game in their three wins per on average as they're able to get off to a big win to start the season over Shemokin, and they've rolled in the last two games, beating Chickalemi and Central Mountain a week ago. We'll be keeping an eye on all the games here tonight as a part of our uh, broadcast, but one game we'll definitely keep a close eye on is the Blaze Alexander for tough game of the week where it's worth the drive to Route 45. And that game is a matchup of 3-0 teams and probably the best matchup to date. It's the Montoursville Warriors hosting the Anvil Ironman. Montoursville has scored 50-plus points in all three wins, while Danville is averaging 46.1 points per game in their three wins. So we'll keep an eye on that one again. It's our Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week, brought to you by Blaze Alexander Ford, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. Now look at game notes here. Again, we talked about this matchup. 47 matchups between these two teams. Seals Grove, 39 wins to 8 losses. The teams have played each other twice in each of the last seven seasons. Seals Grove ended Jersey Shore's season in 2014, 15, and 17, but Jersey Shore was able to end Seals Grove's season in 2013, 2016, and then did it again back-to-back 2018 and 2019. In 2013 and 2016, and also in 2018, Seals Grove won the regular season matchup and Jersey Shore won the playoff game. In 2014 Jersey Shore won the regular season contest while Seals Grove won the playoff game. Jersey Shore had won only two games between 1999 to 2011 and then Tom Gravish took over the Bulldogs in 2012 and after an 0-10 season he has put together uh, Six wins against the Seals Grove Seals. He's gone nine and six in our coverage of the Seals Grove Seals, and he again has won the last three games. So, Dave, had we known, or you know, you couldn't even figure how what program would happen here. A lot of credit has to go to Tom Gravish and what he's done and his ability to get these kids bought in. And right now, Seals Grove going through that transformation and trying to get themselves back to the level which Jersey Shore is playing. You want these kinds of games. You always ask for them during your schedule. You want to come in, play the best teams. This is a huge challenge for Seals Grove, but also it's a great way to get their focus. And if they could come together and, and put together a win here tonight, boy, would that throw them through the roof. Well, you know that Seals Grove is going to come in with a tremendous sense of emergency because you have to against a 3 and 0 Jersey Shore team. So, you know, so having your head in the game shouldn't be a problem for Seals Grove tonight. But what I can say about coach Gravish though is that his teams are number 1 they're in shape, number 2 they're strong. And when they come on the field, they come on the field fired up. I could just see that on film against them. And, I've, of course, I've coached against Coach Gravish before. And he's built them to the point where they've really become the, the leader right now in our conference and the district. So, yeah, it, this is a good game for us. And we've, we've got to get to the point where we, we start knocking these teams off again. Well, a year ago, Jersey Shore ran 84 plays and ran away in a 36 nothing dominant win in Week 2. Seals of offense was limited to just 45 yards and did not have a first down until early in the fourth quarter. Tanner Lorson, who we've talked about already, put up a show at quarterback, throwing for 267 yards, two touchdowns, while rushing for 142 yards and a touchdown. We're happy to see him graduate. 
But as Derek talked about in your conversation with him, this weary kid has stepped in, and he has not let anything slip on this Jersey Shore offense. Now, in the playoff game against Jersey Shore a week ago or a year ago, after Jersey Shore touched down on the opening drive, Seelsgrove tied it up on a 31-yard punt return touchdown by Brett Four. Shore responded with a Tanner Lorson touchdown run to go up 14-7, which was they stood the score until half. In the third quarter, Nick Schaefer intercepted one of three of the Seals' defensive pass interceptions, led to a Dean Hollenbach touchdown, and then run to tie the game at 14. After that, though, it was all Bulldogs. They would outscore Seals Grove by going 20 unanswered points in the third and fourth quarter to defeat the Seals 33-14 and win their second consecutive District 4 Quad A championship. Again, Jersey Shore, we know this is a huge challenge for Seals Grove. Seals Grove's had a lot of success against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, but there's a lot of numbers here that are not being shown right now by this offense. I hope it's tonight Seals Grove can break out and get the offense going, hold on to the ball, move the change, cross some lines, and that's the big motto in, in the years and years of covering Seals Grove football. That's about uh, crossing lines and, and moving the chains. And you can't do that any better than getting that offensive line ready to go. And uh, one of the things I talked to Coach Hicks about earlier, and one of the things that I've, I've heard through the grapevine all week is that Seals Grove spent a whole lot of time on their offensive line with their very fundamental um, things, like their first step, the hips down, the hand position, body position, the first step, second step, all that stuff. So I would expect to see an improved bunch. Now we've got to get fired up and come off the ball and just knock people back off the ball. If we do that and, and we control the line of scrimmage offensively, and if our defense plays as well as it can, I, this should be a game. We'll talk about the defense and some defensive notes. Ryan Allman had one of the most impressive stat lines since covering the Seals. The senior linebacker, 12 tackles, 6 tackles for loss, and a sack a week ago against the Shemokin Indians. Corey Runberger has come onto the scene, and he's had his second game with over 10 tackles. This time... 13 against the Indians. Teague Hoover had a lead leading 16 tackles for the sixth time in his career, recording 10 tackles in a game. Hoover's top tackling effort came against the Bulldogs in 2019 playoff game. And also for the third straight week, the Seals defense gave up just one touchdown drive all Three over 80 yards, but none in the second half. Again, we'll be keeping an eye on all the games going on around the Valley as we go through our broadcast. Milton's taking on Central Mountain. We've got Wyalusing against Montgomery. Columbia Montour Votech taking on South Williamsport. Also, Hughesville Mount taking on Mount Carmel. Mifflinburg Central Columbia. Mifflinburg will be an opponent of Seals Grove uh, Week 8 as they'll travel here to Seals Grove to take on the Seals. Warrior Run taking on Bloomsburg and our game of the week, tough game of the week, Danville and the Montoursville Warriors also Lime Mountain playing Upper Dauphin. We're going to take a break, come back. Dave was able to get down and have a conversation with Derek Hicks. going to check in on his preparation for a very good Jersey Shore Bulldog team. We'll do that after this break. This is Seals Grove Football presented by Seals Grove Ford, and this is Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbear Motor Company here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. You'll see the world of difference at Central Vision Eye Care in the Susquehanna Valley. Conserving and improving your vision with the latest ophthalmic technology is the commitment of Dr. Daniel Facero and Dr. Tara Unsicker Facero. Central Vision Eye Care is scheduling appointments for their locations in Lewisburg, Milton, and Montoursville. Central Vision Eye Care for vision exams, medical exams, cataract surgery. Central Vision Eye Care, where patients are their focus. See us at centralvisioneyecare.com or call 570-768-4970. That's 570 768 
4970. Blaze Alexander Ford Route 45 in Lewisburg is the lowest price guaranteed, period. Whether you're looking for a new or used vehicle, you're always going to find the lowest price at Blaze Alexander Ford. Check out all our inventory at blazealexanderford.com. And we have one of the largest selections in the state of Pennsylvania on new Fords and pre-owned vehicles. Don't make a $1,000 mistake. Make the drive to Route 45 in Lewisburg, where you're always going to get the most for your trade and the lowest price guaranteed. Blaze Alexander Ford Route 45 in Lewisburg, taking the deals the other guys won't. Another crazy season. I mean weird. A stadium sporting event that used to sound like this... Now sounds like this. But you've got the game on the radio and you can still get great food. Delicious Dairy Queen Grill and Chill. And this month, the blizzard of the month is Mocha Fudge. Plus, try the new pumpkin cookie butter shake. And the chicken strip basket is now with Hidden Valley Ranch. Sealands Grove High School football in DQ. And your crowd goes wild. Dairy Queen Grill and Chill. Roots 1115 on the strip. Sealands Grove. Every week, thousands of people from all over the world come through our doors to enjoy a home-cooked meal or just to browse our gift shops. One of the favorite spots that folks like to gather are near our fireplaces, found throughout our restaurant and lobby areas. Ever since Glicks installed the Heat & Glow inserts and fireplace, we've received so many compliments about how warm and inviting they make our store. I'm Steve Callhavy, General Manager of Country Cupboard in Lewisburg, and we're pleased to be able to recommend Glicks Heat & Glow products. Get to Aaron's for their Fall Flash event now through October 5th with no payments until November 1st on most of their new merchandise. Aaron's has a full showroom of new and pre-release merchandise to fit anyone's budget. Aaron's is at 1102 North High Street in Sealands Grove behind CVS. Can't get to the store? Just call 570-743-8260 and you can do the lease agreement over the phone. Or visit Aaron's.com and fill out the agreement online. As always, there's free setup, delivery, and service with every sale. Aaron's is easy, beautiful, and affordable. Stop in or call Courtney or Nikki and start furnishing your home today. Aaron's in Sealands Grow 570-743-8260. At Sunbury Motor Company, the letters SMC mean a lot to us. Those letters stand for a tradition of trust since 1915. SMC. Stand for selling more cars. And satisfying more customers. SMC. It stands for Sunbury Motor Company. And when you need a Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, or Kia, you have our lowest price promise. Log on to sunburymotors.com to see more choices and save more cash. And then you can say, start my car. I'll take it. SMC. In the North 4th Street Auto Plaza. Of Sunbury and Route 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. This is Sealands Grove Seals football on Eagle 107. It's time for the Derek Hicks pregame show. Now back to the stadium with Pat O'Brien and Coach Hicks. Welcome to the Derek Hicks pregame show. This is Dave Hess along with Derek Hicks. Coach, um, Jersey Shore, pretty tall order tonight, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you watch them on film, and uh, I saw a couple weeks ago in the newspaper before I'd seen the film. They were second in the state behind Thomas Jefferson. Uh, and then I saw the film, and I kind of see why. I, 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 too, watch the film on them. I think they're a good football team. I think they're a very, very good football team. I don't see a lot of the great – I don't see the Hunter Larson out there this year, though. Do they have some big, big-time athletes like they did last year? Uh, yeah, the tailback uh, – uh, number seven, he <laughs> he came out. He's a senior, you know. Didn't see him last year, and uh, he kind of came out of nowhere, super fast. Uh, on the outside, all their receivers, Caden uh, Caden uh, Hess, number twenty four, is he was all state last year and uh, made ESPN's. You got Moss last week. Uh, the kid catches everything, and then they'll, they'll rotate in Owen Anderson, number fifteen, senior, uh, also a, a great athlete. They'll use him at Wildcat quarterback. So. Uh, we- weapons all over the place.
Anderson. So and- Owen Anderson really is is more of an athlete than anything for them, correct? He plays he plays different situations. Yeah. You see him wide out uh, run the ball. Yep, wide out run the ball. Wildcat quarterback. Right. Um, he's a safety on defense all over the field. So, so I saw. I'm sorry. To, no, no, you're good. Go ahead. I saw Caden Hess come out here. I saw Owen Anderson come out here. They're both physical specimens. Those kids are big kids. Yeah. Well, how do you think that our cornerbacks are going to be tonight against them? Oh, uh, it, it's a challenge because uh, you know they're giving up a couple inches, and uh, fortunately for us, our athletes are cor- or, or excuse me, our corners are athletes. Uh, but again, when you when you're giving up four or five inches and going against a uh, comparable athlete, that, that's a challenge for them. Okay, now I did want to get specific, and we're going to back up just a little bit here, Coach um, Tanner Larson. Can you compare Tanner Larson, who was the, I believe, the offensive player of the year last year uh-huh. in Quad A? Am yep, I right? You are correct. And what, can, can you compare him to this year's quarterback, Brandon Weary? Can you tell me a little bit about him? Um, you know, Weary is. It's funny. Yeah, everybody was like, "Oh, they lost their quarterback. He's the one that hurt you um, last year. He killed us with his legs and his arm." Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, you think you'd have a play stopped and he'd take off for 15 yards and uh, so we were kind of excited new quarterback and Weary steps in and it's like nothing's changed um, you know they're getting them on the edge they're using sprint pass and uh, yeah, he it's simple throws and he's making them putting them right on the money yeah I do see that he has a lot of passing yards coach where, where does that come from like what, what, what are they throwing deep intermediate shallow stuff what are they doing uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, no they work the flats you know yeah, the, the out pattern into the flats mm-hmm. uh, and about the time you get lazy and start jumping that, they're going to send Hess over the top of you. Uh, like typical Jersey Shore, tight end's always going to be a factor. So, uh, you know, it's all over the field. Okay. So, Coach, of all the things that they do offensively, of all the things that they do, what are the two or three things that you really feel you have to stop tonight? Uh, number one is the running game. They still run like they have forever. Just the, the simple uh, get into a pro set, toss, uh, belly, lead, going to run the ISO at your backers. So uh, we have to stop that. We've got to find a way to contain, keep the quarterback in the pocket, because once he gets that edge, if the, if the pass isn't there and he's sprinting out, he'll tuck it and take five, six yards. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, those are probably offensively the biggest two things. Okay. And defense, Coach, they run the old 5-2 defense. Um, what are you going to have to do to be successful against that 5-2 tonight, Coach? Uh, you know, the biggest thing is that we've got to get a push up front. There, there, there been, it's been stalemate after stalemate or even getting pushed backwards. And, uh, you know, it's tough to run the ball and execute an offense if you're not getting movement. So first thing, we've got to get an inside push, and we've got to uh, control those DNs coming upfield. So, Coach, um, the, the, big, uh, the word on the street this week is that you guys spent a lot of time with fundamentals, like steps for linemen. Is that true? Did you get back to some fundamentals? Um, yeah, Pete was, uh, or Coach Voss, was all basics. You know, just zone steps. Uh, you know, you'd see on the film we had guys stepping the wrong way or, or not, you know, going the right way but not the proper footwork. And uh, you, you end up with just a little seam. And in a zone scheme, that's not going to work. So he went back to basics, and it's like just trying to get the guys shoulder to shoulder and get a push. It is amazing how that, that first six-inch step is either going to decide success or failure for an offensive lineman coach. Am I right? Uh, you are 100% right because, uh, you know, it's like a, a guy's supposed to step flat to the right and they, they step at a 45-degree angle. And you, you don't think it's much, but that's just enough to give a seam to a defender, and uh, that's what's been happening. Oh, yeah. Okay, Coach. So, the, so you did what a good coach does. You went back to the basic fundamentals this week. 
Good. And uh, where do we stand, Coach, against their um, their their special teams? What are you thinking about their special teams, Coach? Uh, you know, up until up until last week, I thought our special teams played really well, and uh, you know, we looked at things, and again, it was just a couple mental errors instead of blocking gap on those punts. We had guys following a man and abandoning their gaps, so we uh, we reinforced that, practiced that this week, and uh, you know, honestly, it's it's a draw because their special teams are very good. Uh, their their return game is outstanding, and again, I feel when ours is clicking, I feel we're right there. Uh, I agree. I think when ours is clicking, I think our special teams are second to none. I really do. Um, Coach, if um, if you could if you could have one thing go right tonight. Not that they don't. I think a lot of things go right for you guys. But if you could hang your hat on one thing tonight coming in, what do you think that you want to see out of your team? Uh, so the thing I just talked about with the team is maintaining. We've got to get some offensive drives. We yeah. can't go three and out punt. Uh, they go tempo. And, you know, you're going to, if you're three and out and punting, you're going to be giving them ten possessions a half. Yeah. And that is not a recipe for success. And uh, I kind of referenced the old Chip Kelly with the Eagles. You know, week one when he was the, the first-year head coach, he ran over teams. The tempo worked. Week two, those NFL guys got some film, and uh, suddenly they're going three and out, not having the possessions because the other teams were holding the ball, and that, that's what we need to do to be successful. All right, Coach, thank you. Good luck tonight. Wish you all the luck in the world. All right, thanks. Yep. It's time to put Wi-Fi where it belongs, everywhere. Replace your router and blanket your whole home with fast, reliable Wi-Fi powered by Plume and SECV. Plume continuously learns about your internet needs and gets better each day. Plume also brings you parental controls, guest access, ad blocking, and security protection from suspicious content and devices, all available at the touch of a button through the Plume app. Call 1-877-955-SECV or visit secv.com slash plume to learn more. Sealands Grove Ford is your certified pre-owned Ford headquarters. Buy with confidence. Buy with peace of mind. Leave with the best value on a pre-owned Ford in the area. Balance of a 7-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and 12-month, 12,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Finance rates as low as 1.99%, a full tank of gas, and the peace of mind that you made the smart choice. Check out the inventory at SealandsGrowFord.com. At SealandsGrowFord, it's not just another used car. It's a certified pre-owned Ford at the bridge in Sealands Grove. If the last time you had a fun event with your friends and family was Uncle Bob tells you about his vacation for the third time in a row, then you miss the great times that are found at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub. Everyone from moms and dads right down to all the kids always enjoy Garfield's food, plus ice-cold drinks including Pepsi. Enjoy light fare and appetizers, tasty entrees, desserts, and a whole bunch more. Catering is available, too, for your next holiday or party. It's always great times, great tastes at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub at the Susquehanna Valley Mall. Online at Garfield's.net. Coming soon, hand-rolled ice cream at Route 11 Coffee and Cream on the Nori Danville Highway. What's hand-rolled ice cream? Route 11 Coffee and Cream staff rolls out ice cream as you watch, and then you pick the toppings. Candied walnuts and caramel sauce? Sure. Oreos and peanut butter cups? Heck yeah. Cherries and raspberries? Okay. Candy corn? No, don't do that. Invent your own ice cream and watch it prepared right in front of you. Fine. Like Route 11 Coffee and Cream on Facebook to learn about the grand opening. 
We all sometimes are in need of a way to express how we feel. When you want to say congratulations on that beautiful new baby, great job, happy birthday, happy anniversary, or simply I care, trust Gracie's Flowers in Seals Grove to give your feelings their finest expression. Gracie's is a full-service florist. No matter the occasion, Gracie's will work their magic and put together a customized gift basket and add balloons, plants, candles, plush animals, fruits, or snacks for a personal touch. Local delivery is available, and Gracie's Teleflora Services can send you bouquet to loved ones anywhere, anytime. Call 5 570-374-4923 for Gracie's Flowers. 901 North Market Street in Seawans Grove. Eagle107.com Welcome back to Seals Game Day. Pat Ryan, along with Coach Dave Hess. Zach Showers getting ready for the Seals Grove Seals, trying to get back in the win column, taking on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs again. Appreciate Derek Hicks checking in with Coach Hess as he gives us his thoughts leading up to tonight's game. And as all good coaches do, you try to put people in the right place. You try to make the right adjustments to give your team the most competitive edge. And he knows he's in for a big challenge here tonight. But you hope in the midst of challenges you gain a little more focus during the week. Kids realize, hey, if we want to come out and we want to compete against a team at this level, we got to be ready Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And that's something I know I interviewed you, Dave, over the years, and I interviewed Coach Hicks and even talked to somebody like, you know, like talking to Coach Mall. He said, man, it's preparation Monday, Tuesday. And he said, usually by Wednesday, you kind of get a good feel what's going on. And, you know, what was your sense in talking even off the air with Coach Hicks, how he felt about his kids and his preparations? I really didn't get a, a good grasp of how he feels about his kids. I think he's, I, I think he's positive. Um, I think there are a whole lot of question marks in his mind because he did a whole lot of work and practice on the basic fundamentals, especially the offensive line and getting push and getting those first steps correct. Uh, so... I think that he's obviously a little apprehensive playing playing Jersey Shore, but on the other hand, I think he's optimistic, and and we all want to see uh, the fruits of their labor this week. We want to see we want to see an offensive line get better and and uh, see him get a good push up front and have a good night. And the one part that he talked about, and I was going to bring up to you in conversation, is you think you're you're solidified in an area. You know, you think okay, some things are going to break down. Maybe we don't have the right kid in the right place. Maybe you know the kid went the wrong way, didn't run the the route the right way, or the quarterback under whatever those cases may have been. But the one thing outside of his preparation on the defensive side that he felt very strongly about and it wavered a week ago and was a big difference was the special teams and the protection on blocks and boy as a coach when you think you have something that's put together so you don't have to worry about that aspect of it boy and all of a sudden now you throw that into the mix and then you have to spend the extra time on it because obviously there were breakdowns on there boy that just adds to the agenda on the week that maybe you didn't necessarily think you would have to pay attention to well you know you're right uh, they did expose some things last week thank goodness they did because now we can do something about it we didn't know we had that problem until uh, uh central Ma- who was it shimokin mm-hmm. shimokin exposed the problem last week with our punt protection but yeah it's uh it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be an interesting night i, I think that coach hicks is i think the kids are going to be ready we'll see if they perform we talked about ball control already with Shimokin a week ago. They ran 58 plays, 47 for Sealens Grove, but were able to control the ball and clock. Of the 47 plays the Seals ran, 30 of them, 64% were passes. 46 of the 58 Shimokin plays, 79% were rushes. Despite being held at just seven offensive points, Shimokin put together drives of 448, 527, 805. That didn't even end up in points, but kept the Seals' defense 
off the field or on the field, kept their offense off the field. So we've already talked about that and the difference between where Shemokin is and where Jersey Shore is. Jersey Shore is going to take advantage of that and put points on the board if they have the ball for that long of a time. We already talked about how Tanner Orson is no longer. He graduated. He got Weary coming in, filling in. But what you lost with Tanner uh, from uh, – Tanner Larson from a year ago, he he averaged 50 points, 450 yards a game were the, uh, the team a year ago for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, and that's happening again here. Three games into season, over 50 points per game, 450 yards per game. Tanner Larson was, as you talked about, Dave, the 2019 Quad A Player of the Year, so they lose him. But who steps in? Senior quarterback Brandon Weary. 2020 stats so far, 43 for 64, 541 yards and 11 touchdowns, and only has one rushing attempt all season. The big difference between what you've seen so far from Lorson a year ago and from Weary has thrown for 172 yards, 186 yards, 183 yards in three games. Again, Weary has four touchdown passes against Shemokin and Central Mountain and three versus Shikalimi. Senior running back, Coach Hicks talked about him. Cam Allison, he's also the kicker, kickoff guy. He's got 54 carries, 317 yards, and three touchdowns. He's rushed over 100 yards against Shemokin and Central Mountain. And against Seals Grove, he had six carries, 54 yards, 200 in, in, in the 2019 season. So, again, as Coach Hicks talked about, just when you think kids are graduating, uh-oh, here comes another one comes through. And that's what programs are built around. That. Nobody knows that better than you, Dave. Oh, no, no. When your program's on a roll, and ours was on a roll for a long time, and still is as far as I'm concerned, but, <clears throat> yeah, you have you get to the point where you have depth. And, you know, when you go to the, the great seal and stink growth teams that we've had over the last 30, 40 years, the one thing they all have in common is they had depth. You know, somebody goes down, you, you, have, you have another guy who can step in. My goodness, when we were uh, in 09, we won the state championship with our, actually, our, our Number three fullback at the time scored a winning touchdown. So you talk about depth, man. We lost our tailback, so we had Cameron Benner, Cameron Benner stepped in there. So, yeah, we had depth. And that's what makes the difference between the program that you have guys who graduated and you talk about. It. It's not talk about reloading. It's just talk about putting guys in place and just keep moving on. And that's what Jersey Shore has done here under Coach Gravish. Look at the Seals Grove Seals again. They started out the season with a win over the Milton Black Panthers and then fell at Central Mountain seven to three before falling a week ago against the against the Shemokin Indians. But when you look at their individual numbers coming in tonight, Bastion, 24 for 64, 263 yards passing. Hasn't thrown a touchdown yet, does have one pick. He has run the ball 26 times for 64 yards with no touchdowns. Ryan Almit, the fullback, 16 carries on the season, 72 yards. He had two touchdowns against the Milton Black Panthers. Uh, worth mentioning here for those, Nate Schoen is not playing. He, he was injured. Uh, Earlier in the season, has not played, but he was somebody that already was putting up good numbers. He did that against the Milton Black Panthers, so he has not played. Hoover did not get a carry a week ago, but before coming into last week, 14 carries, 44 yards, and two touchdowns. The main receiver has been Brett Ford, 11 catches, 114 yards. Nate Allman also has six catches for 72 yards. Eight players have at least one reception. you got guys, guys that are capable, whether it's Brandon Heil, Kissinger, whoever that happens to be. But the one thing that I, I, as I'm going through my notes throughout the week, we don't have a tight end. 
We don't have a we don't have a tight end that we're looking to throw to. Miss that Wyatt Metzger from a year ago and guys down the road. Boy, it'd be good to see the tight end just be able to go get to the second level, turn, sit down, and see if you can't pick up seven yards, even five, six yards to a tight end. We haven't seen that yet. Hopefully, maybe that's something that a wrinkle will happen here. I think that Aaron Rothermel is a good enough athlete to do that kind of thing. We'll see. You know, obviously the coaches know a whole lot more about what they can and can't do than we do. But on the other hand, why not? I like the idea. We've we've gotten the ball to, to eight different receivers. Did you say mm-hmm. that's that is a good thing. Um, I noticed that Jersey Shore has a couple of kids with, with a lot of balls caught, but on the other hand, and they have s- several. That's the problem. They have several kids that can do that. When you only have one or two kids that are good, they can cover them. But if you have seven or eight kids that can catch the ball, you can get the ball around, and, and it, it makes it difficult for a defense. Looking at the Jersey Shore Bulldogs in their last five years, again, Coach Gravish came in 2012. They went 0-10. But in the last five years, a year ago, they were 11-4, District 4 champs. In 2018, they were 7-6, 7-4 in 2017. In 2016, they were 9-4. In 2015, they were 9-3. And and they in 2015, they were the District 4 runner-ups. In those five years, 43-21, District champs in 19, 2018 and 2016. For the Seals Grove Seals, playing Jersey Shore the last five games, they lost both games a year ago, 33-14 and 36 nothing. In 2018, they lost uh, and or they won the the first game in the regular season, 31 to 10, and then they lost 20 to 17. In 2017, they were able to beat Seals or able to beat Jersey Shore twice. They beat them in the regular season, 25 to 6, before the playoff game, 14 to 7. But again, they're in the midst of a three-game losing streak and have been outscored 89-34 to 34 to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Hey, I want to remind you that the Nittany Lions are back on News Radio 1070 WKOK starting October 24th at Indiana. Visit WKOK.com for the full schedule and game times as they get announced. That's, again, Penn State back on WKOK. And the Philadelphia Eagles Sunday, the Eagles are out west, taking on the San Francisco 49ers on Eagle 107 pregame starts at 7, kickoff at 8 with Merle Reese and Mike Quick on Eagle 107. Getting ready for both teams to take the field. We continue with Seals game day. Come back. We're going to throw it today. What's going to seal the deal for a victory for the Seals Grove Seals? Final thoughts before we get this one underway and look at the probable starters for both teams. All that and more as we continue with Seals game day here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. I'm Art Thomas, president of Diversified Construction. Bathroom modifications, outside ramps and vertical platform lifts, stair glides and door widenings are some of the construction services we provide. Our certified aging in place specialist can meet with your family to discuss projects that keep people living where they want to be. Don't wait for a crisis situation. Diversified Construction can help keep you safe at home. Visit our website, check out our Facebook page, and call us today for a free site visit and consultation. Diversified Construction. Proud to be the consumer's choice. Did you ever notice? Football sure does whip up your appetite. Make sure you stop at Tom's Eatery at Fox Crossing on Route 35 in Mount Pleasant Mills before the game, and you'll really enjoy the excitement however you're experiencing the game. Tom's Eatery is open Wednesday through Sunday from 11 till 8 with delicious specials every day. Your favorite country comfort foods, sandwiches, dinners, and desserts. They're available for private parties and gatherings, too. Tom's Eatery in Mount Pleasant Mills, also on Facebook. 
Hiking, biking, rowing, running. The game is life and you're the weekend warrior. You work hard and you play hard. Football, baseball, soccer, golf. To move is to live and whatever your sport, Shamoka Dam Health Center specializes in total health to keep you in the game. Call 743-4333. We all sometimes are in need of a way to express how we feel. When you want to say congratulations on that beautiful new baby, great job, happy birthday, happy anniversary, or simply I care, trust Gracie's Flowers in Seals Grove to give your feelings their finest expression. Gracie's is a full-service florist. No matter the occasion, Gracie's will work their magic and put together a customized gift basket and add balloons, plants, candles, plush animals, fruits, or snacks for a personal touch. Local delivery is available, and Gracie's Teleflora Services can send you bouquet to loved ones anywhere, anytime. Call 5 570-374-4923 for Gracie's Flowers. 901 North Market Street in Seawance Grove. It's game time, and the team at I'm the Guy Basement Systems is ready to give you a customized game plan to fix your basement's problems. Moisture, seepage, mold, those are serious problems that won't go away on their own. Let ITG help. We offer free inspections to ensure your home is dry and healthy. Visit ITGBasementSystems.com to schedule your free estimate today. ITG Basement Systems. I'm the guy to make it dry. Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. It's almost time for kickoff. Sealands Grove Seals football on Eagle 107 is sponsored by Glicks, Shock Law, Hubs Home Oxygen, WL Nissan, Diversified Construction, Shalom Salon and Spa, Garfield, Sealands Grove Ford, Shemokin Dam Health Center, Marzoni's, ITG Basement Systems, Gracie's Flowers, Aaron's Rental, Tom's Eatery, Tri-Valley Tag, Route 11 Coffee and Cream, William Booker CPA, Service Electric Cable Vision, Central Vision Eye Care, and Dairy Queen Grill and Chill. Now from the stadium are Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess. Welcome back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. As the Jersey Shore Bulldogs have taken the field, the Seals Grove will take the field here shortly. They know it's a big challenge here tonight, but that's what high school football is all about. Step up to the big challenge. It's going to happen under very nice skies, 54 degrees at this point. By the end of the game, it'll be in the lower or lower 50s, 40s. So beautiful night for high school football as the Seals Grove Seals have taken the field. So that means it's time to throw it to Dave and ask, what's going to seal the deal for a victory for the Sealands Grove Seals? Well, first of all, we played good defense for three weeks. Let's continue to do that. Let's let's have a good defense tonight. Craig played great special teams, and I think, think more than anything that we need to do is establish an offense, get a good push up front, establish a run game, and, th- and throw the ball successfully. We'll keep an eye on that as we go throughout the night to see if Seals Grove can make those adjustments as Derek kicks again in the sixth year, 45-23, and 23, taking on the head man for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, Tom Gravish. He's in his ninth year, 63-39. and 39. They're 3-0, and 0, breaking down their numbers on the defensive side. The Jersey Shore Bulldogs giving up just four points per game. And the two games against Shemokin and Chick, they gave up 157 yards. 
102 through the air, 55 on the ground. Now on the season, the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, 13 sacks, 13 tackle for losses, 4 interceptions, and 4 fumble recoveries. Their scoring breakdown, they've only given up 14 points. Two, uh, one came in the second quarter, a touchdown, and one in the fourth quarter. But on the offensive side, they've scored 149 points, 64 in the first quarter, 30 in the second, 33 in the third, and 28 in the fourth. So they get things going. Going and they do it quickly behind their senior quarterback, Weary, 43 for 64, 541 yards, 11 touchdowns, and have not thrown a pick. What's well, that time? We're getting close. It's time for the national anthem. We're going to pay our respects to the flag as we get ready for the Seal and Scrove Seals and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. done here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. The Sealands Grove Seals and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs taking a look at probable starters for first for the Jersey Shore Bulldog offense. Quarterback Weary in the backfield, Allison and Packer. The receiving core, Dungan, Hess, and Anderson. Anderson is the athlete, does a lot of different things for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Tight end will be number 38. That's Davis. Up front for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, the center is Smith, the guards Woodreen and Francis, and the tackles Springman and Wool for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Looking at the Bulldogs on the defensive side, up front, Samar, Springman, Webb, and on the outside, Dungan and Myers. The linebackers, Gabe Packer and Hayden Packer. Gabe is number 43, and Hayden is number 44. The defensive backs, the corners, Hess and Peacock. The safeties, Allison and Anderson for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Look at offensively for the Seals Grove Seals, senior quarterback, Coy Bastion. Also in the backfield, you'll see Ryan Ahmet and possibly Rumberger, maybe Hoover as well. The receiving core, Heil for Nate Ahmet and Kissinger. The tight end is Rothamal. The guys up front, the center is Young. Catherman and Miller are the guards. Seco and Metzger are the tackles. Defensively for the Seals, 
Falls Grove Seals up front. Fogarty in the middle. Metzger and Miller defensive ends. The linebackers, Ryan Allman, the middle linebacker. Rumberger and Rothamall beside him. The outside linebackers, Heil and Kissinger. The defensive back, safety is Captain Hoover, and also the corners are Brett Four and Nate Omit for the Sealands Grove Seals. Sealands Grove comes in tonight averaging 15 points per game, 167 total yards for the Sealands Grove Seals, 87 through the air, 79 on the ground. They've scored five touchdowns on the season. They all came in the opening game against the Milton Black Panthers. So, the Seals Grove Seals, big task ahead of them, but they are ready to go. They will kick it away. That's Kyle Rule will kick it away for the Seals Grove Seals. Back deep will be Allison and Anderson standing inside their own 10-yard line waiting for the Kyle Rule kick here. This is Seals Grove Football, WEGH, Northumberland, Seals Grove. Quick start, right, Dave? That's what we got to get on the field defensively, get Jersey Shore off the field, get it to this offense, and get some positive plays and build some momentum. Definitely need a quick start here. We got to jump on them right away, and we can't let up. Line drive kick's going to be taken by Allison. It gets past them, rolls inside the five, and it's going to stay right on the goal line, which is a touchback. Unbelievable, he, that ball. <laughs> he lucked out. That it started spinning. Died. It died <laughs> so, right on the goal line. So Allison came up like he was going to get it. He let it go. It got by him. He was hoping it was rolling the end zone. It literally stopped on the goal line, which is considered in the end zone. It spun and stopped. So it's a touchback, and it will give the ball to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs at their own 20-yard line, looking for the first offensive possession here tonight. Again, their quarterback is Weary, number 17, coming in with good numbers. He's 43 for 64, 541 yards, 11 touchdown, has not thrown an interception. His main target is Hess, 26 catches, 286 yards, number 24, five touchdowns, averaging 13 yards per catch for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Taking a I have moment no here, just a moment. There's an injured player down on the field. Sorry for the quiet there. And the, the stadium just went to a hush. That's Rumberger. Oh, okay. Slowly get up as both teams stopped what they were doing. And he was being looked at. The medical staff was here closer on the near side and couldn't tell who it was or what was going on, caught us off guard. And that's where the moment of silence was as we were trying to figure out what's going on. Again, being looked at by the medical staff, and he will come to the sideline. Now, he is a starting linebacker. and see if he's able to return to the game and maybe was going to get some runs on as a running back as well. But he's being checked out. First down and 10 for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Man goes in motion from right to left. Pitch is going to go to Allison off the right side. Hit the backfield, able to get away. Up the left sideline, still going. Going to get about seven. He was hit in the backfield, but is able to get away from that tackle. Able to take it beyond the 25-yard line, close to the 27-yard line. So we'll call it a second down and three for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Up tempo. We had him in the backfield for a loss, but we didn't wrap our arms. So sets up a second down and short as Weary's going to roll to his right, looking for his man. Now he's going to tell him to go long, and he's going to be hit by Ryan Ahmed as he threw it, and it falls incomplete. 
Ryan Allmitt was able to put the pressure on as Weary extended the play, but is unable to make the connection to Hess. Falls incomplete, and it's a third down and three for the Bulldogs. And that was excellent cover by uh, Brett Four. He, the, the, the receiver ran a pattern. He ran a very shallow pattern to the sideline and then turned it up when he got to the sideline. The quarterback actually weighed them up, and, and Four stayed with him the whole time. Great job. Big third down play here. Weary rolling to his right. Gets rid of it. Hess makes the catch. He'll be slammed to the turf at the 29-yard line. And it looks like it's going to be short of a first down. Yep. So what does Jersey Shore do here on his fourth down and less than one yard to pick up the first down? Well, let's hope they go for it because we can get them here, guys. Talking to Tom Gravish, head coach for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Offensive staff will stay out there. Nope, they're going to bring out the punt team. But now, Noton Gravish, well, watch for any kind of wrinkle here. They just need a half yard as Packer will come out. He's the long snapper for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. That's Gabe Packer as Owen Anderson will kick it away. Deep man for the Seals. Grove Seals drops inside the 35-yard line. Gets off a short kick. Fair catch by Brett Ford at the 42-yard line. So the Seals Grove defense... Gets a stop there. Big third down play to get the stop, force a punt, and Seals Grove will take over first down at 10, and this has been the talk the entire season. Great field position for the Seals. Excellent field position. As a matter of fact, Brett Four is an expert at catching the ball in crowds. It was, a, it was a short punt. That is hard to move forward with 20 guys coming at you and make that catch, and he made the catch. That is so important to catch the because he got his great field position on the 43-yard line. So first down and 10 for the Seals. Power eye. A little different set. Power eye, look behind Bastion, give it to the deep man Hoover, and he is slammed to the turf. Lost on the play, back to the 39-yard line. I like the look, though. I you got to go with it, see if you can get some positive plays, but Jersey Shore races through and gets the loss on the play, back to the 39-yard line. Yeah, Colin Samara, I believe he was a nose guard, came flying through, but on they tried to get a blast play coming this way, they, this way to the left where they were going to give to Hoover, but and lead with the two fullbacks, but uh, boy, he got there from the inside before they could even get a block. Just underway, Seals Grove on offense for the first time after stopping the Bulldogs on their first possession. Bastion under center, takes the snap. He's going to keep it, design keeper, trying to get to the outside, and he's going to be swallowed up by multiple defenders there for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Look like number 55 again, Samar, and also number 44, that's Hayden Pecker, on the stop for the Bulldogs. Third down and long, we're going to call it, about a third down and 14 to go for the Seals. That's right. That's exactly what it is. And <clears throat> I like what they're doing. Seals Grove came out in a power eye. They had the quarterback under center, fullback behind him, tailback behind him. Then they have another fullback, what they call a power back, sitting right next to the fullback, either on the left or right side. And they're attacking the outside backer, the defensive end in that 5-2, and kicking him out, trying to get up inside of him. But uh, they're getting caught from behind and from the inside out. They stay with that power eye. Third down as Batch is rolling out, getting pressure from behind. Going to try to take off and run, and he's going to be swarmed over once again. He's being chased from behind. He was able to get away from that guy, but the rest of the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, good pursuit, multiple white jerseys around Bastion. Not going to pick up anything there. Maybe a loss of one. It's going to be a punting situation for Catherman as he'll Look to receive this snap at his own 25-yard line. Now, in that, that last offensive play, we came out in the power eye, and they tried to seal the left edge and get the quarterback outside, but he got caught from behind. Sprint pass. It was well blocked. The, uh, he got caught from behind, though, 
And that's a quarterback's responsibility on a sprint pass. You've got to outrun anybody that could catch him from behind. There's a penalty, and it's going to go against the Seals Grove Seals I missed the penalty. before they're able even to get this punt off. As Seals Grove, that's the last thing they knew. They can't be given up yardage. After that possession, they were not able to move the ball, but the penalty on the play there will force them back. And that's where Catherine will have to go back. It was an illegal substitution on that punt. Good punt by Catherine. Nice and high. Two guys corral underneath of it. And the return man's going to get to the 30 and maybe the 33. But good high punt. Kevin Gearhart got down there initially to slow the running the return man down. Seals Grove now goes back on defense. But Jersey Shore has it at their own 33-yard line. And Nate Amon ended up making a shoestring tackle on that return man. It was a great job by Nate. First down and 10. No score here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. 8.21 to go in the opening quarter. Seals Grove back on defense. Man goes in motion from left to right. Weary under center. Takes the snap. Gives it to Allison. Trying to pop it to the outside. He's going to be hit initially by Kissinger and then finished off by Ryan. Nope. Wyatt Metzger, excuse me, Vance Metzger, able to finish him off by, after a nice play by Kissinger. Uh, they ran right. Um, Jersey Shore ran right and tried to kick out on Kissinger, but Kissinger was having nothing of it. He attacked the kickout man, did a good job pushing it deep. He could have wrapped his arms a little better, but he did push it deep, and we were able to get there for no gain, really. Second down and 10. Handoff goes to Allison again between the tackles, being chased by Heil, also finished off. Is that Rothmull? Nope, that's number 42 making the stop for the Sealands Grove Seals. And that's Althout. So third down play here for the Bulldogs. Weary rolling to his right. Looking. Got plenty of time. Throws it high. Almost is it is intercepted by, by Brandon Heil. Oh, excuse me, Brandon Howell got a hand on it. Hoover makes the interception. Sealens Grove able to come away with the interception. The first interception of the season by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, and it's a big one. It gives Sealens Grove great field position at the Jersey Shore Bulldog 49-yard line. Yeah, this is looking tremendous. Great job by the defense. Heil was back there. He threw into coverage. Heil tipped it, and Hoover caught it. Wonderful. First down and 10 for the Sealens Grove Seals. Again, great field position to start this possession. They have it at the Jersey Shore Bulldog 49-yard line. They go with the shotgun formation. Backs to each side of Bastion. Long count. Takes the snap. Going to give it to Hoover. Off the right. And he's going to be thrown to the turf. It's going to be a loss of one. It's going to be a second down and nine. No score here in the first quarter. Seven minutes to go in the first quarter. Right now, Seals Grove is having a hard time with Jersey Shore's down linemen. Their down linemen are slanting all over the place. They're going right and left, and they're they're making some plays in the backfield. We lost a yard there. It's second and 11. They're going to send wide receivers to each side, two to the right, one to the left. It's Kissinger on the left, two wide receivers to the right. Bastion looking over the defense, drops back, got some time. Looking over the middle, unable to make the connection to Brett Four, falls incomplete. And that quickly is going to be a third down and 11 for the Seals Grove Seals. Yeah, we don't want a third down 11, but on the other hand, the the pass blocking on that play was superb by the Seals Grove offensive line and their backs. Good job by those guys. Huge improvement. The receiver was up. We just didn't quite get the throw. See, so they come back. Throw. Absolutely. Like you said, he had plenty of time, had a nice pocket, just unable to make that connection there. 
Third down and 11 for the Seals Grove Seals. They have it at midfield. Bastion takes the snap, drops back. He's got some time again. Looking for Brett Ford. The ball's knocked up in the air, and it's intercepted. This one's intercepted by Owen Anderson, and he is still going and finally taken down at the 40-yard line. Mark it at about the 40, so the Jersey Shore Bulldogs come away with the interception. That's their 12th interception, excuse me, their fifth interception of the season on the defensive side. Now, I know I'm going to sound funny saying this, but Seals Grove, again on that play, had excellent um, pass protection for their quarterback. They Jersey Shore brought all five defensive linemen, the three down and two defensive ends, and they brought a backer, and we completely picked up every blitz. Good protection again. But unfortunate, the ball was tipped and they came up with the interception. So we've seen that adjustment work so far for the Seals as they try to get things going offensively. Jersey Shore has the ball. This goes to Allison. He's got a lot of room around the left side. We had chase and knocked down by Ryan Omit. Also on the stop for the Seals Grove Seals again, number 42, and that's Althout. Althout is doing a nice job. He, he got to the, to the ball carry in a hurry there. And, and he's filling in for Rumberger. Remember, he got hurt yeah. on the opening kickoff, trying to see if he's still he's still getting some medical attention down here to the left. This is Allison again. Hit once, got away from that guy, but T. Hoover came up and made the stop and stopped him from picking up a first down. So it's going to be a third down and one. I like the energy the defense has shown here tonight so far against this Jersey Shore offense that is averaging almost 50 points per game in the first three games of the season. Third down and one. Weary turns, gives it to the fullback. Packer, he's trying to bull his way to midfield. He's going to get there. He was able to continue his effort there, got away from Fogarty and fell forward for a first down. But Dave, by one yard. One yard. And and we had him stop behind the line of scrimmage, but he was able to wiggle for that yard. Uh, it was a good effort. Good effort by Seals defense. We just didn't quite, didn't quite get, the, get it done, but we'll take it. No score. 520 to go in the opening quarter. Hess goes in motion from right to left. The pitch is going to go to Allison. Kissinger was there, unable to make the stop. Allison's still going up the left sideline. There's a flag on the play back at the 48-yard line. So the officials get a chance to chit-chat about that one as we see if that's a penalty against the Jersey Shore Bulldog. And the body language is tells me it is. It's holding against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. But again, like the speed, the energy, Kissinger got up in there. Allison showed his ability to be able to get away from him. But the speed looked like it was there. We were running a cover three, which means that our outside backers have contained. Kissinger saw the ball coming wide his way, got real far upfield, did a good job with that. Now he's got to break down and be able to move right and left because the ball carrier was able to elude him to the outside. He did a good job. Now, normally when we push a guy that deep in the backfield, it's good for us because our defense can run to it, and we have a fast defense. And when they try to go to the sideline, we can generally hunt that guy down if we push him deep enough. So with the penalty, it puts the ball back in Jersey Shore territory at the 42-yard line. The line to get is the 39-yard line in Seals Grove territory. Where he drops back. Ball's knocked out of his hand. It's on the turf. Picked up. Nope, they're going to say it's incomplete. As Packer had picked it up, was going to take off. But again, great pressure off that right side. Dave, you got to like the quickness and you got to like the speed of the Seals Grove Seals making plays defensively. I'll tell you what, in the first quarter, the Seals Grove defense came out to play. They're doing a great job. And and honestly, yeah, the offense hasn't done anything yet, but they, they came out and we saw some improvement up front on offense. So I like where we are right now. Big second down play here. Second down and 19. Five minutes to go in the opening quarter. No score. Handoff goes from left to right. Taking a handoff that time, number 13 on the carry for 
That's Brady Jordan, the sophomore, 5'11", 175 pounds. He's able to take the ball beyond the 45 to the 47-yard line, but it's going to be well short of a first down and a big third down play here. That was a fantastic job by Aaron Rothermel that time. They, they went to the right. They tried to get outside on us on the right. Aaron Rothermel came at the linebacker, left side linebacker, came all the way to the sideline with his shoulder square, using his hands, defending himself against blockers. Super job. Snap goes to Weir in his shotgun. He's looking left, gets rid of it, over the middle, and it's going to be hit. The catch is made, but Hoover makes the hit right at the 40-yard line, so now it's a matter of a spot. Did they pick up a first down? Looks like it's going to be very close. They can say it's short. No signal here, waiting for the down. He's short. He's going to be short. It's going to be fourth down after that hit by Hoover. After making a catch was Dungan for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. So they have fourth down and inches. Weary under center. Trying to get Seals Grove to jump off sides. Turns. Give it to the fullback. He's got a first down. That's Packer again. But again, Dave, just by a yard as Hoover and Kissinger came up along with Rothamol to make the stop. Yeah, we want to start stopping those one-yard runs. But on the other hand, not bad. The, the big improvement this week again is that we didn't jump on the hard count. Last couple of weeks, we've been having a lot of trouble with hard counts, and, and they tried it, and they could not get us to jump. High formation this time for the Bulldogs. Picks goes to Allison, trying to get to the left, being chased from behind. Good job by Brandon Heil. As Allison's able to take it for about three yards, it'll be a second down, and actually we're going to give him four, maybe five before that's over. It'll be a second down and five, long five for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Broken eye behind Weary this time. Man goes in motion. That's Dungan. Pitch is going to go to Allison. Trying to get to the edge again. Being chased by Rothamol and slammed to the turf. Another excellent play by Rothamol. Holy cow. They tried to get outside to the right again, and Rothamol was a left side linebacker. He is just playing right down the line of scrimmage, keeping his shoulders square, getting depth as he goes, and pushing the ball deep. Great job by Aaron Rothamol. He is turning into a heck of a linebacker tonight. So big third down play here for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. No score. 240 to go in the opening quarter. Snap goes to Weary. He fakes it. Looking deep. Getting some pressure. Now he's going to take off a run. No pull back and throw it to a wide open receiver. And it's going to be complete. The receiver went up to make a tiptoe catch on the sideline. Unable to make the catch. That was Peacock, Cooper Peacock. And Sealsgrove dodged a bullet there because Peacock was wide open and Weary had found him, but he was out of bounds on the catch. We didn't get enough pressure on the quarterback. Last last two times they th- they, tra- they tried to throw, we did not have pressure. Um, he Weary was delayed there a little bit, but he got the throw downfield. That was a scary one. That kid was wide open on about the nine-yard line, and he stepped out of bounds before he caught the ball, thank goodness. A funny situation here after that incomplete pass. Anderson will kick this little away. Brett Four standing at his own 10-yard line. Gets the kick away. Fair catch by Brett Four at the 15-yard line. And Seals Grove is going to take over there. First down and 10. Recap of what we've seen so far. Both teams have one turnover on the game. Seals Grove's had great field position on the night. Now they won't have it this time when they have it back at their 15-yard line. But there's no score with 225 to go in the opening quarter. Right now is the time Seals Grove, the Seals Grove offense has to come alive and get first downs right now. We're on our own 15-yard line. We've got to move this ball out of here. We've got to change the field position. Do that. They're going to have to move the change, cross some lines, and that's the motto right now. As 
Two receivers go in the formation. Number seven splits to the left for the Seals Grove Seals, and that's Nick Rice. But the handoff is going to go to the deep man as Bastion turned and stuck it in his gut. Not much there. That was Brandon Heil. Maybe a yard, a second down and nine as Heil gets his first action in the backfield for the Seals. And they tried just a fullback blast to the right there, and we just didn't have enough blocking. So second down and nine, two minutes to go in the opening quarter, no score. As the Seals Grove defense come out with a lot of energy and a lot of focus against a Jersey Shore Bulldog team that's put up 64 points in the first quarter through the first three games. Bastion under center, gives it to the fullback. Go off to the right, got some positive play there. As Seco finished off a nice block on Samar, but Seals Grove gets a positive play there to push the ball out to the 19-yard line. They got to get it to the 25-yard line to pick up a first down, but like the positive play, 125 to go in the opening quarter. That positive play they just ran for five yards or so was my favorite play in football. Wedge, wedge right, fullback over the right guard. That's all it was. With all the linemen just stepping toward the right guard, forming a wall, and driving upfield. I like it. Sometimes we get lost in that every play has to be a 25-yard big play, but getting five yards on a carry, that's pretty impressive. As Seals grows faced with a third down and six, blitz coming for the Bulldogs. Bastion's going to keep it, going off the right side, squeeze it through, gets a decent block by Brandon Heil. Now there's body language saying it's a turnover, that the ball's on the turf, and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs are going to come away with it. That's what you can't do against a very good Jersey Shore Bulldog team, and that's turned the ball over deep in your own territory. No, we just gave him the ball on what about the 19-yard line. So it's going to be a first down and 10 for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs after the turnover as Bastion was following behind the block of Heil, and then there was a scramble, and it was a no-doubt, or Jersey Shore jumped on that one. So it's first down and 10. They have it at the Sealands Grove 21-yard line. Dugan goes in motion from left to right. The pitch goes to Allison. He's got room off the right side. Nope, actually that's number 13. So that's Jordan who takes the pitch for the Bulldogs off the right side. Takes it down to the 16 or the 17-yard line. So it's going to be a second down. We'll call it second down and six. Under 35 seconds to go here in the opening quarter. No score, but the Jersey Shore Bulldogs are in. Business here as Hess goes in motion. This is going to go to Jordan. He's got the edge. Being chased by Ryan Omit. Finally knocked down by Nate Omit on the far side. Got a first down as they took it inside the 10. Down to the 7-yard line. Looks like they'll mark it about the 8-yard line to be exact. So it's going to be a first down goal to go for the 8 as it's hurry up for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Hess goes. Nope. Dugan goes in motion. This pitch is going to go to Jordan off the right side. Trying to get to the edge. Met there by Ryan Omit, and he goes down quickly. There is a flag on the play, but I like this. Talk more about that, Dave. When the linebacker, the outside linebacker is getting out there trying to turn that thing up inside because Jersey Shore is trying to take everything to the edge. Yeah, what yeah. pressure that's going to put on those linebackers. Absolutely. The outside linebackers especially, they've got to keep the inside shoulder and arm free. They've got to keep the shoulder square. They've got to attack everything, push it deep, make the tackle. If you can't make the tackle... Push it deep so the other guys can run to it to the sideline because our defense can run. That's exactly what happened on that play. That was a good job. Yeah, and Ahmed was able to get there from the inside out. And he came from a long way yeah. too. Ryan Almond did, but those are kind of plays that you want to see your middle linebacker getting to. Yeah. and that's where the linebacker turns to his buddy and goes, 
that tackle's on you. Thank Absolutely, you. Absolutely, yes. And and they are, and you're right, Jersey Shore is trying like crazy to get outside on us. They must really think they can get outside on us. So far, we've done a pretty good job. They're going to go trips to the left, one wide receiver to the right on his first down goal to go from the 25-yard line. The first quarter clock runs out. Weary on the run. He's going to be hit at the 19-yard line and go down there. We're looking for big plays, a Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker plays of the game. We had some candidates in that first quarter that we'll talk about, and we'll do that throughout the game and then give you the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game during the postgame show. That's the end of the first quarter, an impressive defensive first quarter by the Seals Grove Seals. No score. We'll flip sides of the field as Jersey Shore will have a second down goal to go. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram on Route 61 in Sunbury has always put the customer first. Because of the great support from all over the valley, Zimmerman's is well into their second century of serving their customers. Bob Zimmerman and his staff always do their best to break the stereotype. That pressured, uneasy feeling that you felt while buying your last vehicle doesn't exist at Zimmerman's. Zimmerman's is the full-service dealership you want. Eagle107.com as the afternoon gets here, join Lynn Hall for the last few hours of the workday. Crank up the rock and roll with a 5 o'clock attitude adjustment. No slow stuff allowed for your drive home. Then on Friday, she kicks off the block party weekend at 3 p.m. All on Eagle 107. Eagle107.com. Get ready to start the second quarter. Jersey Shore has a second down goal to go from the 19. Weary takes the snap. Rolling to his right. Flips it out to Allison. Trying to get around the edge. Hit and upend it. Right at the 15-yard line, it dies forward to about the 14-yard line. Big play on that left side of that Seals Grove defense as they continue to try to expose the edge against the Seal defense. And that time they did it a different way. They tried to option the edge. A quarterback and a tailback ran in tandem to the right side. Quarterback got played. Somebody got on him. He flipped it out to the tailback. He got a couple of yards, but our defense did a great job getting to that ball. Third down, goal to go from the 14-yard line for the Bulldogs. Weary rolling to his right, and he goes down. He slips down at the 21-yard line, so it's going to be a fourth down and goal to go. And it's worth mentioning, I watched Allison in pregame warm-ups. His distance, it looked like his max is 35 yards to see if they even attempt a field goal here. It looks like they're going to keep the offense out there on this fourth down, goal to go, as they're marking at the 21-yard line, just starting the second quarter, no score. We're in the shotgun, takes the snap, rolling Looking left, looking over the middle now, almost intercepted, knocked away, falls incomplete, and it'll turn it over on downs, back to the Seals Grove Seals. They tried to throw it right over the middle, and I believe it was Hoover that came across the middle and knocked that ball away. Excellent defense, good job, but defense came up big there. They, we, uh, It was a sudden change, we gave up the, 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 uh, the fumble deep down in our own territory, and boy, the defense stepped up big. They gave up a, a penalty on first down, but we'll take that. Into the game, I see number 63. That's Max Maurer, the sophomore, coming into play on that offensive line. So, again, adjustments being made. Bastion has had some time to throw the ball, see if he can make some connections. Max got a lot of reps in practice from what I hear. First down and 10 for the Seals at their own 21-yard line. Give it to the fullback. Ryan Ahmed hit by multiple defenders. Middle linebacker there. First guy in there, number 43 that time. That's Gabe Packer. Nothing there. Maybe back to the line of scrimmage. Second down and 10 for the Seals. Grove Seals at their own 21-yard line. 
I don't mind to try to run the ball. Let's keep trying to run it, keep trying to run it. Just need a big play here or there. And like you say, Dave, you do that, and then it weakens the defense against your pass game. But Absolutely. Right now it's a first downs. We've got to move the ball. Second down and ten. Hoover, the deep man in the eye formation, gets the call. Off the left, hit immediately. Nothing there that time. He's going to go down at the 21-yard line, back to the original line of scrimmage, and it's now going to be a sec- third down and ten. And you may say, hey, if you're not getting any yardage, you can't keep running the ball. But there is some wear down stuff. When you- there is, and you're going to pop one sooner or later. You know what's going on. Fans don't know what's going on, but as a coach, you see what's going on. That's absolutely correct. And, you know, you just look out there, and you're getting guys in there. you got Max Maurer in there. You make some changes, and... You know, Dave, your best, your most enjoyable thing to do is blow a guy off the off the ball. Absolutely, get the defender down and run a running back Absolutely. off your tail for a twenty yard gain. That's just what this offensive line wants to do. Got some time, throw it over the middle, almost intercepted. It was intended for Brett Ford. The linebacker went up, knocked it down. That's Packer again, making a good play from his linebacker position. Gay Packer, and just like that, it's fourth down and ten. And the Seals Grove Seals will have to punt it away. It's a shame because uh, four was wide open on that. And it, actually, that defender just happened to be at the right place at the right time. He jumped way up in the air and tipped it. But uh, four was wide open. If that ball had gotten to him, man, we would have been all right. So a punting situation here for Catherman. The left-footed punter, good snap that time. And he gets it away, end over end, coming up on the return man at midfield. That's Owen Anderson. He makes the recovery hit by Heil after being knocked around a little bit by Rothamall. But the Jersey Shore Bulldogs will have good field position. They'll have it at the Sealance Grove 44-yard line. No score. We're in the second quarter. 9.23 to go in the first half. No score between the high-flying Jersey Shore Bulldogs and the Sealance Grove Seals defense that's come out in a big way here in this first part of this first half. Jersey Shore ended up with good field position after that punt because we didn't get any first downs on offense. We've got to move the chains. So Weary will come up under center, eye formation behind him. Man goes in motion is Hess, the lead receiver on the season. Give it to the fullback. He's second level. That's Packer, and that's Hayden Packer. He's going to have a couple positive yards, but able to be grabbed by Heil. They're going to, wow, that's a good spot. They're going to give him all the way to a 40-yard line. That's a healthy spot on that play. You would think we're at Thompson Street Stadium or something. I well, you would think so. The ball's at the 40-yard line, so it's a pickup of four, second down and six, quickly up to the line of scrimmage of the Bulldogs. Weary drops back, getting some pressure, gets rid of it, looking for Hess. Hess is going to make the catch and walk into the end zone for the touchdown. I'll tell you what, Nate Ament had Hess covered like a blanket. Hess put his hand out and got one arm length from him, and the ball was perfectly delivered to him. We know the big playability of Hess. We've seen it in film. He's a leading receiver. and But this is where you can't get down now. you got to keep the morale up, keep playing. That's probably as hard of a uh, first score for Jersey Shore they've had all season. you got to hang your hat on that. That well, wasn't easy. They didn't score in the first quarter. Nope. After putting up 64 in the first three games. Yeah. Allison will attempt the extra point off the Hess hold. Snap is back. The hold's there. The kick is up. And it is good. So the Jersey Shore Bulldogs get on the board first, but it's not until the second quarter, and it comes with 8.50 to go here in the second quarter, and it comes off a long touchdown pass from Weary to Hess from 40 yards out. It was beautifully played by Nate Almy. was step for step, but Hess showed his ability to just make that enough of a separation, as you talked about, Dave, and that's what good receivers are able to do. You 
you watch it in, you don't really react to it until the last second, and you create separation, and it was yeah. beautifully thrown. That's exactly what he did. He kept his hand on the tip of Almond's shoulder, and and they were both flying, and he just he just did enough with that hand to not get called for a push-off, but to get enough separation that he could catch the ball. It was it's a good football team. Hess makes the catch, again, from 40 yards out, a 40-yard reception with 8.50 to go here in the second quarter. It was a two-play drive covering the 44 yards, just took 33 seconds. The extra point by Allison Good, and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs up 7-0 over the Seals. That's the Seals Grow Forward drive summary. So Allison will kick this one away. Nate Alm is standing at his own nine-yard line. He's a single Man back for the Seals Grove Seals as Allison kicks a lot there, like line drive. So Seals Grove anticipating that, and this is a line drive. Hoover jumps up, grabs it, and now is going to try to take off with it, going from left to right. Trying to get away from a tackle, does at the 20. Gets to the 25, and it goes out of bounds. So he went up and grabbed it. Probably not the a play you like to see too often, but he did go up, and he was able to snag the ball. Hoover did. And he's able to return it to the 25-yard line. Seals Grove now trailing 7-0 to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. They have it, first and 10 from their own 25. I think who might have saved this five yards there. I think that kick would probably would have gone into the end zone. So it's first down and 10. See Straub coming into the game, number 25. Kissinger and Bastion coming from the sideline. Make the calls as Young, the center, Makes the calls at the line of scrimmage. Two wide receivers split to the left. Bastion gets the snap. Fakes it to the deep man, Heil. Now he's going to try to take off and run, and that play just blew up. And there's going to be a flag on the play. Let's see what the call is here, whether number 25 for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs who's making that stop. That's Myers got up in the face mask. Against the Seals? Against the Seals. Are they saying Bastion put his hand? You can do that, though. You just can't grab it. You can stiff arm. You can stiff arm, and you can even put it on the, the helmet and the face mask, but you, you just can't grab the face mask. Oof. So it is. It's going to, instead of being something that looked like it was going to be extremely positive for the Seals Grove Seals, it is a penalty against the Seals Grove Seals. So that's going to march them back deeper in their own territory, trailing 7 nothing already to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Wow, what? Wow. I don't know where that came from. I, I'd like to see it. I you get a phantom every once in a while from this crew. So Seals Grove have it back inside their own 10-yard line. First down here, Bastion under center. Takes the snap, gives it to deep man. That's Heil. He's hitting the backfield, and he goes down. Yeah, we're, we're running that full black blast to the right. Fullback's kicking out the defensive end. But we're not getting the inside backer taken care of on the right side, our right side. He came free and made the, made the tackle there. So Seals Grove faced now with a second down. They're calling it about 27. Eight minutes to go here in the first half. They're trailing 7 nothing to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. After the next play, we'll take a look at some of the other scores going on around the Valley as a part of our out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Aubrey Alexander Toyota, sponsoring our out-of-town scoreboard. 7 nothing here. Seals Grove deep in their own end of the field. They go straight up the middle. Not much there. Maybe a yard, yard and a half. It's going to bring up a third down and long. We're talking third down and about 26 for the Seals Grove Seals to try to pick up the first down. Take a look, updated scores. 
Hold on to your hats here. Central Mountain beating Milton 21 nothing. Shikalimi leading Shimokin 13 to nothing. That's in the second quarter. While losing leading or trailing Sayre 7 6. South Williamsport and Northwest tied at 7. That's in the first quarter. Mount Carmel up 21 nothing on Hughesville. Bastion turns, gives it to Hyo again, off the left side. Nothing there, he's tackled. It's going to be a fourth down in a punting situation. Again, all those scores brought to you by Aubrey Alexander Toyota as they bring our out-of-town scoreboard. Again, we ran the, the, the fullback blast to the left that time, and again, it was the, the linebacker on the left side that made the tackle that time. We're not quite getting those linebackers. Actually, I'm sorry, it was defensive tackle that made, it, made the tackle. So punting situation for Catherman. Looking for the good snap. He gets one from Kevin Gearhart, left-footed kicker, gets it away. It's a high kick as Anderson will come up for it. Seals Grove looking to get a good bounce here, and they get a, a decent bounce to get the ball out beyond the 35-yard line. But Jersey Shore is going to have it in great field position in Seals Grove territory at the Seals Grove 37-yard line. Jersey Shore leading 7-0. The lone score came on a 40-yard touchdown reception by Hess from Weary. The extra point good, and that's all the scoring we have is Hess has now gotten his sixth touchdown reception of the season, and Weary has thrown his 12th of the season for the Bulldogs. Going to give it to Allison, straight up the middle, hit in the backfield, was able to spin out of it. That's Spencer George got in there initially. It's going to be a pickup about two, second down and eight for the Bulldogs. Yeah, uh, Jersey Shore ran it. Spencer George just came in the ball game for Vance Metzger, and they ball, they ran the ball right at him. And uh, he pushed it deep. He did a good job. Didn't make the tackle, but uh, he got some help there. Second down and eight for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Six minutes to go here in the first half. Weary drops back. He's got a man up and going the deep corner route in and out of his hands. Dugan was the intended receiver, defended out there by Nate Ahmed, but the connection not able to be made falls incomplete, and it's going to be a third down and eight for the Bulldogs. That was a close call there. That, that, that receiver went to a, like a deep corner over here on our side toward the end zone, and he just he just missed the ball. It was a little bit. It was thrown a little bit. It was a bit of a reach for him, but he just dropped it. Sets up a third down and eight for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, leading 7 nothing over the Seals. Weary drops back. Quick throw out to Anderson. He makes the catch. Nate Aubin chasing him, and he's going to be hit, knocked out of bounds at about the 27-yard line, so it's going to matter of a spot here, whether it's a first down, the most inexact science in sports. It's just the referees deciding where to line the ball up because they're actually looking at each other. They don't know which one. Now they're going to say go ahead and give it a first down, even though it was so close. But, yep, they're going to give him a first down. I can't believe they're not going to measure that. Dave, you spent years and years down on the sideline. Is it that easy to tell when it's that close? I mean, for your officials to walk no. up? No, it's surprisingly distant or, 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 or much closer than you thought it was. It's always different. Anderson off the right side. Gets away from Brett Four and then knocked off his feet at the 20-yard line on that first down run. Went with the end around, and he's going to pick up about eight yards. It's going to be a second down and two for the Bulldogs. Yeah, Gravish's game plan is to stretch our defense and make Oof. a run. I think he wants to wear them out, but uh, we have a lot of fresh bodies in there. We, uh, coaches are switching some people in. Trips to the left this time for the Bulldogs. Handoff goes to Allison between the tackles. Hit. 
Route the ball, but he shows his strength, falls forward, picks up the first down inside the 15 to the 14-yard line. Go the Jersey Shore Bulldogs with 5-12 to go in the first half. The Bulldogs lead 7-0 over the Seals. And Vance Mesker just came back on. Spencer George came out. Trying to keep him fresh here as Kissinger will move to the right side linebacker. Brandon Howell now the double safety look as Weary's going to hand it off to the wingback this time. Not much there as he was able to put his foot in the ground and turn and go the opposite direction against the grain. Picks up about three yards. It'll be a second down and seven for the Bulldogs. Yeah, the Bulldogs, their running backs just seem to be able to fall forward right now. <clears throat> We're there, but, you know, they're, they're able to get the couple of yards. That was Peacock on the carry that time to pick up the three yards. Set up a second down and seven. Weary drops back, rolling to his left, under some pressure, gets rid of in the end zone, overthrown. His intended receiver there was Dugan, defended by Nate Omit, falls incomplete. As Dugan gets up and uh, waves his arms a little bit towards Weary, because he's telling him, if you got it where I could catch it, we'd have a touchdown. But you never want to do that to a quarterback if you want to get a ball thrown back to you again. Don't yeah. show him up. No, you got to be nice to quarterbacks. <laughs> you got to treat them nicely. Yeah, you do. Third down, seven for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs at the Sealands Grove 16-yard line. At 12-yard line, excuse me. This goes to Jordan, and he's going to be stopped at the 9-yard line, and there's going to be a late flag thrown in. See what the call is here. It's going to be a late flag, and if this is going to go against the Seals, it can be set up for an automatic first down. The officials are chit-chatting here. Dave, keep an eye on there to see what they're going to tell us happened there. Why I remind our listeners that Sunday the Eagles are out on the West Coast, taking on the San Francisco 49ers on Eagle 107. Pre-game starts at 7, kickoff at 8 with Merle Reese and Mike Quick on Eagle 107. So what's the discussion? I don't know if they know. There is just a, a whole lot of talk out there by the officials, and nobody's doing anything. Dead ball, personal foul, foul against blow to the head, and it's going to go against Seals Grove. So that's a huge, and no pun intended, but that's a huge blow against the Seals Grove defense right. against this Jersey Shore Bulldog team. It's going to put the ball at the five-yard line, and it's going to be a first. Is this going to be a first down and goal to go from the five, or? Usually a blow to, to the head is targeting of some kind, but I didn't I didn't even see an opportunity for targeting there. When you're down in the goal line situation like this, it's hard not to blow you know, to hit somebody in the head. They're going to say he's fourth down and inches from the five-yard line. Personnel change here, and Gravish is going to call a timeout, and he's disgusted on the sideline. He's got to call a timeout here to talk it over with this team. Dave, recapping a little bit of what we've seen so far. We're, as we're looking for... Smoke a damn hell centered backbreaker plays of the game. Boy, a big defensive play here would be huge. But Seals Grove defense, definitely. And the thing we always say is, imagine if they had to play this way on both sides of the ball, special teams and everything, in the in the last two games, yeah. you're coming away with a victory because they've come out with a huge amount of energy and speed against a very good Jersey Shore Bulldog team. Just a few positive plays on offense both the last two games would, would have changed the outcome, I think. So there's a timeout on the field. Again, we're keeping an eye on the tough game of the week. We call it the Blaze Alexander for tough game of the week. And it was the Montoursville, or is the Montoursville game, and the Jersey Shore, or the Danville Ironman. And, boys, we get things going there. It's been all Montoursville Warriors. The last updated score we had there was 21 
to nothing. That's a lead for the Jersey Shore, or excuse me, for the Montoursville Warriors. So getting off to a good start. As following the timeout by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, they have a fourth and inches from the Seals Grove five-yard line. Weary under center, takes a snap off the right side, falls forward, and going to have enough for a first down. So it's going to be a first down goal to go from the Seals Grove four-yard line for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, trying to add to their seven-to-nothing lead. Again, we talk about the Blaze Alexander Four Tough Game of the Week. Brought to you by Blaze Alexander Four, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. Weary under center, sends Dugan in motion from left to right. Going to pitch it out to Allison, going to the right. Being chased by Rothamall and want to get that other number that came flying into play. Is that Teague Hoover from his safety position again? Boy, like a missile he got to Allison as they tried to stretch it. He might have gotten a half yard. That's it. Second down, goal to go for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Hoover's a great tackler. When he wraps somebody up, they don't get away. Right now, there's too many guys breaking tackles out there, but uh, Hoover does not allow, allow that to happen. Second down, goal to go from the three for the Bulldogs. Broken eye behind Weary. Dugan goes in motion. We got... Somebody, the left tackle jump for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, so that's going to be a false start, goes against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. And that is a result of our defensive line stemming before the ball is snapped. They're moving around, they're making all their calls, they're being, they're being large and in charge and loud over there, and that creates some confusion for the offense. That's a good job by our defense. So it's going to be a second down goal to go. They'll put it about the eight line for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Bulldogs leading 7 nothing at this point. A direct snap this time. Looks like it went to Owens, who's going to get to the goal line, and he'll take it in for the touchdown for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Once again, there's that uh, the quarterback that goes to the Wildcat. You've got to, now you've got to defend all 11. That's hard. So the Jersey Shore Bulldogs overcome the false start penalty. Follow the next play is a touchdown run for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. It was a direct snap. It looked like it was Owens. Anderson, who we talked about, is just a pure athlete for these Jersey Shore Bulldogs, and he showed it on that run there, almost going in untouched. He's a low kid. He's really, he's really, he's built. He's put together. He's a strong kid. Allison will attempt the extra point here off a good hold by Hess. Plenty of distance. It's up, and it is good. So now, can the Seals Grove defense continue to keep the level of play that they've been playing so far? The level of energy. And now the offense will get their opportunity, see if they can put a couple plays here, a couple positive plays, get some first down, see if we can move the ball down the field a little bit because now they trail 14-0 with 3.05 to go here in the first half. If with there's the, ever time that the Seals Grove offense needed to drive, it's right now. We've got to get out there. and We've got to establish this offense, especially that offensive line. We've got to get a push. They worked hard on their line, uh, on their push up front this past week in practice. I'd like to see the results of that. I want to see that. I want to see that happen now. We've got to get first downs. We've got to move the ball. We've got to get a score. And you talk about moving, changing the field position because it seems like a lot of that last part of that quarter has been played all on the Seals Grove side of the 50. Well, I'm going to tell you, if we can, if we can move the ball consistently, it, it'll eliminate any problems we have. But, I mean, we'll, we'll win. We'll win out if we can get an offense and get that offense moving. So Allison will kick this little way for the – Jersey Shore Bulldogs, see if Seals Grove can field it here, get good field position, maybe even opportunity to break something here following that eight-yard touchdown run by Anderson for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs to give the Bulldogs a 14 to nothing lead. 
as Allison, left-footed kicker, will approach the ball here. The line drive kick going away from Allman. Allman's able to go get it at about the seven-yard line, trying to go from right to left, up the left sideline. Show him some speed, gets away from a tackle, and then bounced out of bounds as he takes it beyond the 30, out to about the 32-yard line. There's a flag on the play. There's a flag at the 40, excuse me, at the 37-yard line, well away from the play as the play went from right to left, but the flag is back here. So now we're going to chit-chat a little bit here, see what the call is here as the officials spend a lot of time just kind of chit-chatting here. Give us a call here. Still nothing yet. As the Seals Grove's walking all the way back inside their own 10-yard line, so it's going to be a holding call against the Seals Grove Seals. And, Dave, you talk about just the morale, the positivity, the feel. Boy, you're just starting to feel some of that. Oh, yeah. The air come out of that balloon. Boy, you got to somehow gather the troops and, and get something together here. These penalties kill you. But, you know, but the thing is, we haven't had a whole lot of problems with holding this year at all. This the is the penalties first time that, we've had Yeah, the penalties have been down all year yeah. after a rough 2019 season. We're back in the power eye now. Bastion under center, turns. Gives it to Hoover. Guy's going in different directions. Rothamore went all the way out to the left. Fullback went straight up the middle. That's where Hoover went, and it's a blown-up play back to the 20-yard line. Loss of two, second down and 12 for the Seals. Yeah, they come out and they, they come out in the, the power eye, which, again, is just the regular eye with the fullback tailback, but then there's a power back that lines up next to the fullback. The power back is blocking wide on that play, and the fullback is blocking dead on the linebacker. So it looks like the, the, the power back is whiffing, or whoever's on that side. It's either the fullback or the power back is blocking wide each play. Well, sets up a second down and 12. Ball sits at their own 20-yard line for the Seals. Five seconds on the play clock, down to three. Bash under center, gets it off. He's got a design run, going left. He's going to get some positive yards that time, take it beyond the beyond the 20 three-yard line to the 24-yard line goes Bastion on the design run that time. And there's going to be a stoppage in play here taken by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs with 2.05 to go here in the opening half. Jersey Shore leading 14-0 over the Seals Grove Seals, but Coach Gravish anticipated getting the ball back again, see if they can get a late score at the end of this first half, but Seals Grove will have a third down and long on this play coming up. Well, first down would take care of Coach Gravish's uh, concerns here. So, again, that second touchdown, Anderson, eight-yard run, came with with 3.05 left on the clock, completed 11 play, 37-yard drive, took three minutes and 23 seconds. The extra point by Allison Good, and gives Jersey Shore Bulldogs a 14-0 lead. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Stick around at halftime. We'll get stats from our stat man, Zach Shower. Check it with other scores going on around the Valley. Get Dave's analysis of that first half as Seals Grove looks to regroup and coming into the second half. Think about what they've done positively against a, a team that's put up 50 points plus in the first three games of the year, including scoring 64 points in the first quarter alone. Right now, they were shut out in that first quarter, but have put up back-to-back touchdowns in the second quarter, and they lead the Seals Grove Seals 14-0 to the 3-0 Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Shikalimi trailing now 14-13 to the Shemokin Indians. They were leading 13-0, but now the score is 14-13. The Shemokin Indians leading the Shikalimi Braves. Third down and long. Give it to Hoover. 
Tries to get away from a defender at the 25-yard line, able to fall forward to the 26-yard line, but it's going to be another timeout taken by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs where Catherman's going to have to jog out and punt this one away as Seelensgrove's going to come up five yards short of a first down. There's 157 to go in the opening half. Again, Seals Grove trailing 14 nothing to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Yeah, and Jersey Shore is going to get the ball back with uh, one timeout left, I believe, and they're going to have a good bit of time. They're going to be well into a minute and a half at least when they get the ball back. And they get the second-half kickoff as well. So, yeah, so we've, got to do some th- we've got to do some damage on this punt, number one, if we're going to punt it. They can't give up a late score. We get it in second half? So that's a positive thing. Is I stand corrected on. I was thinking that we kick or that we uh, received the opening kickoff, but we did not. We kicked it off. So that's a good thing. So punting situation for the Seals. Catherine drops back two deep safeties, Dugan and Anderson, waiting for the punt. The punt's away. It's going away from Anderson. It's going to bounce at the 44-yard line, and that's where Hoover is going to spot it down. So now the Jersey Shore Bulldogs will take over first down and 10. They'll have it at their own 44-yard line. Looks like the market at the 45-yard line. Now their flag on the play as the officials would get together and discuss things, give you a chance to let you know again the updated score we have in the second quarter. Smoke and leading Chickalemi 14-13. Central Mountain all over Milton 21 nothing. South Williamsport leading Northwest 13-7. Mount Carmel up on Hughesville 21-0. Central Columbia leading Mifflinburg 7-0. Danville has cut into the Montoursville lead, a 21-14 lead for the Montoursville Warriors. And Lyme Mountain leading Upper Dolphin 13-8 all those games in the second quarter. Another unsportsmanlike call on Seals Grove. This is uncharacteristic of this football team. I'm not sure what's happening tonight, but... These officials are really happy to get those flags out. Well, and it, it allows the Jersey Shore Bulldogs to get their game plan together by calling those timeouts during right. the possession on defense. They get the ball back with 148 to go, and now following that penalty, it puts the ball in Seals Grove territory at the 45-yard line as Dugan will split far to the right. They're going to have four wide receivers to the right, Dave, bunched up on the right-hand side there. Yeah, How do you defend that? That's what it, well, you got to put a safety over top, put an outside backer in front of it, and a, and a cornerback in front of it. Now they're shifting. They shift out of that to send the trips to the left now. And that's where Weary's looking. Looking over the middle. He's got a man out there making the catch is Anderson. He's stopped by Hoover and by Rothamall, but he goes up and makes the catch. And Jersey Shore in business inside the Seals Grove 25-yard line after the throw from Weary to Anderson. Well, the receivers are getting open, but the, 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 worst, the worst problem we have right now is we're not getting enough pressure on a quarterback. Weary's going to look to the right this time. Gets rid of it deep down the right sideline, and it's going to sail out of bounds. Brett Four on the coverage there. So falls he complete. Actually looked like he made the catch, did Hess, but he was out of bounds. Brett Ford turned and made the defensive play to a, that was a great job to, to keep the completion there. Brett actually forced him out of bounds when he made that catch. That was a heck of a play by Brett Ford. So second down and 10 for the Bulldogs, leading 14-0 with 1.32 to go in the opening half. Trips to the left. That's where Weary's looking. He's going to throw it out here to the receiver. Flanked out, sideline. Now he's running up 
to the 10, inside the 10, down to the 8-yard line. Goes the Jersey Shore Bulldogs after the reception that time, making the catch number two, and that's Peacock. He makes the catch. Now the Jersey Shore Bulldogs inside the 10-yard line. They just ran a, a tailback flare out of the backfield. We were there to make the tackle. We just missed the tackles, or we would have had him on the line of scrimmage. Got some moving. Anderson, no flag thrown there. As Weary's rolling to his right, look it, stretch it out, got a man wide open in the end zone. Felt like Anderson jumped on the far side before the play got started. Felt but that way. And they just ran a, a perfect little, a perfect little uh, a curl and wide open. Sat a guy down in the end zone, and Weary stretched the play out and was able to get there. So yep. the Jersey Shore Bulldogs used their timeouts, and Seals Grove had it on offense. They got the penalty that moved the ball into Seals Grove territory, and they're able to get exactly what they were hoping for, a late score here in the first half, looking to push the lead to 21-0 yep. over the Seals Grove Seals. Allison will kick this one up, and it is good. We allowed the quarterback to get outside on that touchdown pass. We didn't contain him. That was a problem on that. We've got to contain that quarterback. We've got to put pressure on him. So after shutting out the Jersey Shore Bulldogs in the first quarter, it's now back-to-back-to-back touchdowns for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, and they now lead 21-0 with 1.13 to go here in the first half. The extra point by Allison, good. His third straight extra point is good. And, again, pushes the lead to 21-0. That completed a four-play drive covering 40 yards. Took only 35 seconds before Hess makes the catch, his second touchdown reception of the night. This one coming from just eight yards out. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Tell you what, these officials are the slowest moving people I've ever seen in my life. Every it seems like every flag is a ten minute break. And, and why now, they're taking forever to get this ball kicked off. They haven't even started the twenty five second clock yet. Haven't heard a whistle yet or anything. They have given Jersey Shore every opportunity to, to have enough time to plan whatever they want. As Allison will kick this away, he has been line drive kicks. Seals Grove had a nice run back, but that was brought back on a penalty. See what they can do here. It's going to be Ryan Almit taking at the 19. Going from right to left. He's got some room. Getting a block out in front of him. Still going. Hoover is able to get the block there. Up the right sideline. Still going inside the 35-yard line down to the 30. And there's a flag on the play, Dave. Flag. All the way back here. What in the world are they doing? A holding. They're calling us for a We haven't been called for a hold all year long on the kickoff return. I don't think. Did I just make that up? I hope not. This is crazy. Man, and now they're just standing still, doing nothing. Just wandering around. They're, they're just, they're not marking a ball. They're not moving kids back. They're not doing anything. So discuss of the fans here in front of us, understandably so. This is another great run back by the Seals Grove Seals. We get them great field position, but a flag thrown. And, uh, you know, we, we can't see the entire field, so we don't know if it's legit or not. But this seems to be becoming a, a common theme here that every time Seals Grove seems to get something pretty positive, yeah. it's brought back on we a penalty. On their territory. We have it on our own, what, 21-yard 20, line now. Ashton in a shotgun formation. Going to hand it off. Nope, he's going to keep it. Nice. Between the tackles. Still going. Get to the 40. No flag on the process. The 
39-yard line. First down, Seals Grove. First down for Seals Grove, and there's a man down on the field for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Slow to get up, and that's Owen Anderson. And I know you get really nitpicky, but Bastion fell to the 40-yard line after the tackle. Yes, he did. And they're, they're putting it on the 39-yard line. So, I'm just saying. And here we are, just kind of slowly, methodically, let's go. Put the ball down and let's go. They're the slowest, most lethargic, apathetic-looking people I've seen. Bastion takes the snap. He's going to give it to Hoover. Nope, he's going to keep it. It's going to be hit at the 39, fall to the 40-yard line, pick up a one, second down, and nine, under 40 seconds to go here in the first half. Seals go trailing 21 to nothing to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Again, keep it around here at halftime. Score recap of that first half. We'll get stats from our stat man, Zach Showers. Dave's analysis of that first half as we look towards the second half against the Bulldogs. Updated scores on other games going on around the Valley. And a lot more coming up at halftime as Seals Grove is going to be in a no rush here. They do have to run the play Run the ball one more time as the clock winds down to five seconds to go here in the first half. Give it to Hoover. Hit in the backfield, and he goes down. And that's going to be the last play of the first half as the Seals Grove Seals trail the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 21 to nothing here at halftime. Stick around. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove 4 on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Hello, we're the Subsix, John and Tracy, owners of Carpet Man in Milton. For four years now, our family has been raising money to help fight breast cancer. We care so much because we know how hard the battle is. I'm a proud survivor of breast cancer, and that's why we're raising money for the Thyra Humphrey Center for Breast Health at Evangelical Community Hospital. For each and every flooring sale in October, Carpet Man will make a donation to the hospital. These are tough times, but Carpet Man is committed to make a difference. We hope to see you soon here at Carpet Man. At the Shock Law Office, attorney Richard Shock brings over 20 years of experience providing legal services and solutions to individuals, government entities, and businesses both large and small. Serving the greater Susquehanna Valley and now conveniently located just off the strip at 8 Commerce Avenue in Sealance Grove, the Shock Law Office can help you find the legal solutions you need for your life or business. So whether your legal needs involve estate planning, starting or growing a business, developing real estate, or navigating any of the many laws and regulations that affect you or your business, contact the Shock Law Office at 570-492-7133 or on the web at shochlaw.com. Blaze Alexander Ford Route 45 in Lewisburg is the lowest price guaranteed, period. Whether you're looking for a new or used vehicle, you're always going to find the lowest price price at blaze alexander ford check out all our inventory at blazealexanderford.com and we have one of the largest selections in the state of pennsylvania on new fords and pre-owned vehicles don't make a thousand dollar mistake make the drive to route 45 in lewisburg where you're always going to get the most for your trade and the lowest price guaranteed blaze alexander ford route 45 in lewisburg taking the deals the other guys won't at the Shawley insurance agency they love sports just ask carol or lynn they're proud to support our area schools and high school football teams they thank the coaches, parents, and communities that support the athletes and believe that participation in any sport helps to foster teamwork, dedication, respect, and character. Remember, for all of life's touchdowns and tackles, the Shelley Insurance Agency is here to help, offering coverage for your home, auto, business, and employee benefits. Shelley Insurance Agency, we're here to help. Visit us at shelleyagency.com. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. We're at halftime. The Seals Grove Seals trailing the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 21 
to nothing before we get to the scoring recap. Take a look at other scores going on around the Valley as Schmokin has taken a 21-13 lead over the Shikolimi Braves. We have that in the second quarter. Central Mountain leading Milton 21-0 in the second. While Lucene up on Sayre 12-7. That's also in the second quarter. South Williamsport at halftime. They lead Northwest 13-7. Mount Carmel all over Hughesville in the second, 35-0. Central Columbia leading Mifflinburg, but tight in the second quarter. 7-0 lead for the Central Columbia Blue Jays. And our game of the week, our Blaze Alexander Four tough game of the week, has Montoursville leading Danville 21-14. to And uh, one other game in Lime Mountain leading Upper Dolphin 19-8. to But again, the, the Blaze Alexander Four tough game of the week where it's worth the ra- drive to Route 45. Again, Montoursville leading Danville 21-14. to Taking a look at the score and recap in this one, again, we... Came out defensively, played real well. Seals Grove was getting after it. You saw Jersey Shore, like you talked about, Dave, really trying to expose the edges, expose the edges. So now, before we get down to square recap, so what happens now, that's what they're doing. I mean, from a coach's standpoint, so now you got to play that. Is that what's opened up some of the middle stuff that's yeah, going on that's now? that's exactly what you do. You, you, try to, you try to spread the defense and then, then spread them and, and make sure that they're, they're paying a lot of attention to the outside. And then try to run up the middle. And one thing you said in that first half too is just not getting enough pressure on Weary. You know, no matter what you're doing defensively, if you got a quarterback, could sit back there and find some athletes open. It's tough. That's the one change I saw from the first from the first time we were on defense to, to the last couple of times we were on defense. Is that our um, our pressure we got on a quarterback is broken down now, and we've got to get pressure on him. We completely take him out of his game when he's rattled. Uh, he he does like to run around, but he doesn't like it when guys are touching him. So taking a look at the scoring recap, as you talk about Weary, he got his uh, 12th passing touchdown of the season when he was able to connect with Hess. That came from 40 yards out with 8.50 to go in that second quarter after a scoreless first quarter. So they get the first points on the board in the game with 8.50 to go in that first quarter or in that second quarter, again, as Weary was able to find Hess from 40 yards out again. Uh, that is Weary's 12th touchdown pass of the season, and it's uh, Hess. Or excuse me, yep, it's Hess's sixth touchdown reception of the season. And one thing worth mentioning: we talked about the defense too. The first interception thrown all season by Weary came tonight at Seals Grove defense, as uh, Hoover was able to make that interception. And you know that's where the energy was and got him rattled a little bit. So you're saying a lot about your defense when you keep them scoreless in that first quarter where Jersey Shores put up 64 points in the first quarter alone, plus you force an interception when your quarterback hasn't thrown one all season. That's exactly right. So we, we really had them where we wanted them. Uh, it, but, you know, the problem was the only problem we're having right now is really is, is that our offense just isn't clicking. We've got we've to get the defense off the field. Uh, the defense played well to a certain point. I mean, we're, we're playing against the best team in the conference, no, without question. Mm-hmm. Unless we beat them, then we'll be the best team in the sure. conference. And, and I think that we could be. But on the other hand, it, it just as, as soon as we stopped getting pressure on a the quarterback, their offense came together. 
We're at halftime here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field as the Seals Grove Seals trail the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 21 to nothing. Jersey Shore came in at 3-0 and as the Seals Grove Seals 1-2. The Seals trying to stop a two-game losing streak and a three-game losing streak to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. And again, we talked about they came out with a lot more energy and just were flying all over the place and really forced Jersey Shore into, uh, you know, having to really battle out to get the first points on the board again. Came on a 40-yard touchdown reception to Hess from Weary. Their second score came with 3.05 to go in that second quarter as Anderson lined up as the Wildcat. He got the direct snap, was able to race through the middle of that Seals Grove defense and take it from eight yards out. They, again, came with 3.05 to go in that first half. That completed an 11-play drive, covering 37 yards, taking three minutes and 23 seconds. The extra point good, and it was a 14 nothing lead for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. And then Jersey Shore used their timeouts. In the, when Seals Grove had it uh, late in that first half, they were able to re- preserve some time on the clock. They got Seals Grove forced into a punting situation. They got really good field position, but then got a penalty that was able to put the ball up at the Seals Grove 40-yard line. So four plays later, uh, Hess was able to get the touchdown reception from Weary. That was from eight yards out. That completed a four-play drive covering 40 yards. Took just 35 seconds. The extra point by Allison was good, and Seals Grove saw themselves trailing 21-0. That would be the end of the scoring in that first half. So that's where we stand here at halftime. Seals Grove trailing the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 21 to nothing. So, again, we talked about the lots of, a lot of positive stuff that was going on. The one thing that we emphasized, too, was changing the field position. And when you look at these drives, Dave, 44 yards, 37 yards, and 40 yards. When you give a team short short fields that's this good and you're not forcing them to have to be able to go the whole full length of the field that also bodes very uh, badly for the Seals Grove Seals and it has with three scoring drives by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs yeah it was a turnover right it gave mm-hmm. a good field position and, and our special teams just and, and penalties have killed us mm-hmm. so yeah they worked with a very short field got and frustrated yep one of the things you just can't do with a good team is you just can't give, good, can't give them a good short field like that again had halftime as the Seals Grove Seals trail the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 21 nothing. And take another break. Come back. Both teams get ready to take the field here shortly. Get ready for the second half. Talk to Dave more about what he thinks has to happen here in the second half for the Seals Grove offense to try to move the chains and potentially get some points on the board if there's any chance to get back in this one. They trail 21 nothing to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Seals Grove Ford is your certified pre-owned Ford headquarters. Buy with confidence. Buy with peace of mind. Leave with the best value on a pre-owned Ford in the area. Balance of a seven-year, 100000 mile powertrain warranty and 12 months 12,000 mile comprehensive warranty finance rates as low as 1.99% a full tank of gas and the peace of mind that you made the smart choice check out the inventory at sealandsgrowford.com at Ford, it's not just another used car it's a certified pre-owned Ford at the bridge in Sealands Grove at the Shawley Insurance Agency, they love sports. Just ask Carol or Lynn. They're proud to support our area schools and high school football teams. They thank the coaches, parents, and communities that support the athletes and believe that participation in any sport helps to foster teamwork, dedication, respect, and character. Remember, for all of life's touchdowns and tackles, the Shawley Insurance Agency is here to help, offering coverage for your home, auto, business, and employee benefits. Shawley Insurance Agency, we're here to help. Visit us at shawleyagency.com. 
The crew at the Lewisburg Delicatessen in downtown Lewisburg proudly supports Sealands Grove Seals football on Eagle 107. Listen to the game with great food from an authentic Italian-style deli with Italian and American cuisine, plus assorted groceries and imported Italian specialty items. The Lewisburg Delicatessen is the winner of Silver Stars for the best deli and the best wraps in the Susquehanna Valley. Call ahead to order or visit online and on Facebook, too. Go Seals! This is Bill Booker, and as a Seals Grove parent and fan, I know all of us can't attend the games as much as we used to, but I'm thrilled we can still listen to our Seals together. The game of life has thrown us some trick plays this year, and if financial matters are stressing you out, I'm here to help with all of your income tax needs. No matter if it's for one person or a whole business, I do the best for my clients. Please schedule a time to talk with me by calling 570-374-7343. That's Bill Booker CPA, 530 South Market Street in Seals Grove, right next to the American Legion. I look forward to seeing you all soon in person and as always go seals eagle 107 welcome back to harold l bullock memorial field at halftime seals grow trailing the jersey shore bulldogs 21 to nothing the spotlight this week is on steve rouse steve rouse was a matchup nightmare every time he stepped on the gridiron the brother of matt steve entered the seals football program in 2001 as a sophomore he threw his first touchdown pass and seemed to have a job lined up as the next seals group quarterback but due to Seals Grove injuries, Steve was thrust into the backfield as a running back and quickly impressed. He went on to rush for 842 yards. He also caught 43 passes for 534 yards. Browse garnered a second-team All-State honors on the defensive side of the ball. As a senior, Steve lined up as fullback, halfback, tight end, wide receiver, averaging over 7 yards per carry, 19 yards per catch. Browse led an offense that averaged 374 yards per game by scoring 22 touchdowns. What made Browse so highly considered was not only his offensive prowess, but rather his ability to make plays on the defensive side as evident by his 97 solo tackles, 8 interceptions. The numbers garnered earned Browse a first-team All-State linebacker. While Browse never made an impact at quarterback, his most remembered play came in 2003 game, throwing a 45-yard halfback option pass to Ryan Chuck for the go-ahead touchdown with 35 seconds left in the district playoff game versus Shikolimi. The spotlight this week on Steve Browse. Remember any of that, Dave? I remember all of it. <laughs> Steve Browse was a heck of a player. Good stuff. Went on the University of Connecticut and became a heck of a tight end for Randy Etzel. Our spotlight presented to us by our very own Zach Showers. I love so it. I, I love those spotlights. That's our halftime spotlight this week was on Steve Browse. We're going to take another break, come back. We have the stats to uh, run down for you from that first half. Again, we're at halftime. Seals Grove trailing the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 21 nothing. all 21 points coming in the second quarter for the Bulldogs. Step aside. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Tri County Tag, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Tri County Tag Service, Hummel's Wharf, is your convenient one stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Tri County Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees apply in store at home or anywhere in between now you decide how to buy your next car truck van or suv conduct the entire process online from the comfort of your home and let us deliver your new vehicle to you or begin the experience online and finish it in our store for a quick and easy car buying experience 
with never before seen incentive, now is the time to buy. All backed by our lowest price guarantee. So start your online digital buying experience today at blazealexander.com. Taking deals, the other guys won't. Marzoni's Brick Oven and Brewing Company on the Strip in Seals Grove offers outdoor or indoor dining with great atmosphere. Serving authentic brick oven pizza, pub grub, and crafted entrees that you can wash down with an ice-cold Pepsi. In addition to good food and a great selection of micro-brewed beer, Marzoni's has gift cards for those special people on your list so you can give the gift of yum. With something for everyone, whether you're a family, couple, or a group, ask about Marzoni's Banquet Room. Marzoni's, located on the Strip in Seals Grove or online at marzoni's.com. Good food, good beer. Good times. It's coming soon. Hand-rolled ice cream at Route 11 Coffee and Cream on the Nori Danville Highway. What's hand-rolled ice cream? Route 11 Coffee and Cream staff rolls out ice cream as you watch, and then you pick the toppings. Candied walnuts and caramel sauce? Sure. Oreos and peanut butter cups? Heck yeah. Cherries and raspberries? Okay. Candy corn? No, don't do that. Invent your own ice cream and watch it prepared right in front of you. Fine. Like Route 11 Coffee and Cream on Facebook to learn about the grand opening. Eagle 107. Back here at halftime at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Look up and see a beautiful moon off in the distance there. Beautiful night here for high school football as we move into October. Seals go trailing here at halftime. 21-0 to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Taking a look at team numbers. First down, Seals grow one first down in that first half, Jersey Shore nine. In the rushing department, Jersey Shore 82 yards, Seals Grove 18. Seals Grove has no passing yards. The Jersey Shore Bulldogs have 103. So total yards on the night in that first half, 185 on 40 plays for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Seals Grove 18 on 22 plays. Six penalties for the Seals for 54 yards. Jersey Shore three penalties for 31 yards. Three turnovers on the night, a fumble and an interception by the Seals and one interception thrown by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Take another break, come back, get ready for the second half. Both teams have returned to the field. The Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. WNL Nissan is proud to support the Seals Grove Seals this high school football season on Eagle 107. Visit WNL Nissan on the strip in Seals Grove as they are celebrating Nissan Truck Month till the end of the month, September 30th, with as low as 0% financing for up to 72 months on select models. See all offers and details online at WNLNissan.com. Stay safe and good luck to the 2020 Sealands Grove Seals. You'll see the world of difference at Central Vision Eye Care in the Susquehanna Valley. Conserving and improving your vision with the latest ophthalmic technology is the commitment of Dr. Daniel Facero and Dr. Tara Unsicker Facero. Central Vision Eye Care is scheduling appointments for their locations in Lewisburg, Milton, and Montoursville. Central Vision Eye Care for vision exams, medical exams, cataract surgery. Central Vision Eye Care, where patients are their focus. See us at centralvisioneyecare.com or call 570-768-4970. That's 570-768-4970. 4970. Another crazy season. I mean weird. A stadium sporting event that used to sound like this now sounds like this. But you've got the game on the radio and you can still get great food. Delicious Dairy Queen Grill and Chill. And this month, the blizzard of the month is Mocha Fudge. Plus, try the new pumpkin cookie butter shake. And the chicken strip basket is now with Hidden Valley Ranch. Sealands Grove High School Football in DQ. And your crowd goes wild. Dairy Queen Grill and Chill. Roots 1115 on the strip. Sealands Grove. 
If the last time you had a fun event with your friends and family was Uncle Bob tells you about his vacation for the third time in a row, then you miss the great times that are found at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub. Everyone from moms and dads right down to all the kids always enjoy Garfield's food, plus ice-cold drinks including Pepsi. Enjoy light fare and appetizers, tasty entrees, desserts, and a whole bunch more. Catering is available, too, for your next holiday or party. It's always great times, great tastes at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub at the Susquehanna Valley Mall. Online at Garfield's.net. 107. How's that better? Get ready for the second half here. Seals Grove trailing 21 nothing. Look at the individual numbers. Bastion 0 for 3 in an interception. He's run 17, 7 times for 18 yards. Straub has 2 carries for 7 yards. Hoover 6 carries for minus 6. Heil 3 carries for minus 1. For the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, quarterback Weary, 7 for 15, 103 yards, two touchdowns, has thrown his first interception of the season. Receiving core, Hess has three catches, 50 yards, and that 40-yard touchdown catch. Anderson has two catches, Peacock one catch, and Dugan has a catch as well. In the rushing department, Allison 12 carries for 37 yards. Anderson three carries for 20 yards and a touchdown. Jordan four carries for 20 yards for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Again, Jersey Shore leading 21-0 over the Seals Grove Seals. Seals Grove will get the ball to start the second half. Hoping to get good field position here, see if they can get some things going. One first down in that first half for the Seals. Line drive kick. It's going to roll back to Nate Omit, and he picks it up at the 15. Tries to get to the 25. Going to be stopped short of the 25 as he gets it to the 24-yard line. Seals Grove will take over first down and 10 from their own 24-yard line. See Young jogging out there on that offensive line with Vance Metzger, Seiko, Katherman. Across that offensive line for the Seals Grove Seals along with Miller. Start with one first down if they can and move the ball down the field here against this Jersey Shore Bulldog defense. They have it at their own 23-yard line to the Seals. Bastion takes the snap. He's going to keep it off the left. And he's going to go down, and it's going to be a loss on the play about a yard. It's going to be second down and 11 for the Seals Grove Seals. That was a planned quarterback keeper. Bastion just didn't have any. He didn't get any push up front at all. Uh, there was nothing there. He lost a yard on that. Second and about 11. <coughs> he tried to go off the left there, like you said, see if he could pick up some room. Unable to. They've given some different looks here with the power eye look. Two backs in yep. the backfield with Bastion and shotgun. Now they're going to go with Hoover alone back in the backfield along with Bastion. Second down and 11. Bastion drops back, rolling to his right. He's got some time. Now he's going to throw it away, try to get it to Kissinger, but unable to. It's going to be incomplete. Defended out there well that time by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. That was Peacock on the coverage. Falls incomplete. And it'll bring up a third down and 11 for the Seals Grove Seals. Yeah, and Gabe Packer got a lot of pressure on our quarterback, too. He was a linebacker, I think, that came. But, uh, yeah, we just uh, we had pressure right away as, as soon as he took the snap. he had to, They flushed him out of the pocket. He rolled to his right, but he just wasn't able to. He had to throw over his shoulder. Tough throw. Well, due to the incompletion, sets up a third down and long. Two wide receivers split to the right for the Seals Grove Seals. Shotgun formation for Bastion. Blitz coming. Rolling to the right. Looking. Going to get rid of it. Trying to throw it to Brett Four. Not had a chance. Falls incomplete. Well over his head. Defended by Anderson. Falls incomplete. In a punny situation for the Seals Grove Seals. And that was a sprint pass right. The protection was excellent that time. 
uh, Coy sprinted out to his right. The offensive line all stepped hard right, and, and they, uh, they mirrored their men on the line of scrimmage. They kept them there. The back sealed the edge. Uh, we just uh, didn't get a good throw. Catherine will punt this it away. Dugan and Anderson standing at their own 44-yard line. Gets it away. It's a good high kick. Anderson's going to take it hit immediately by Brandon Heil. Thrown to the turf. All the way back at the 39, but they're going to give him four momentum all the way up to the 42-yard line. Unreal. Great job. Great I don't job think by I, don't, I don't think that's even where he caught it. <laughs> I don't think so either, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm not sure what they're doing here. <laughs> but great play by Brandon Howe. He was there right away. And, yeah. and that's how you got to deal with Anderson, who's an athlete. He can make some things happen, as we've seen here already tonight. And they did change us, the field position a little bit with that. We did. They, they did get the ball, Jersey Shore, on their own 42-yard line now. So, And Jersey Shore has done it in different ways. They've done the hurry-up. Yep. They've uh, tightened it up. Now they're going with deuces. Wide receivers to each side. Weary sends a man in motion. He's going to drop back. He's got some time. Look at deep over the middle for Anderson. Falls incomplete. Hoover on the coverage. Good job that time defensively trying to go to the big play man in Anderson, but falls incomplete. It'll be a second down and 10 for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs at their own 42-yard line. Yeah, the Jersey Shore boy, the, the Jersey Shore quarterback just tried to force that into coverage there. He, uh, he was covered. Hoove had him covered in a big way. He tried to force it in, but it didn't work. Hoove did a good job. Quickly up to the line of scrimmage. Handoff goes to Allison between the tackles. He's got some room. Crosses midfield. Bounces off the referee at the 45-40. 35, still going to the 30, 25, 20, inside the 20-yard line goes Allison. As he gets a big play there, he was chased down by Nate Allman and also Kissinger and Hoover, but a big play for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Now you worry about the wear down factor here as Jersey Shore quickly up to the line of scrimmage. Allison just went wide left there, and, and we didn't get a contain, and he, he really had some moves. He did a nice job getting down the field. Got to watch the man and go motion going upfield before the ball is snapped. Well, Not that, that time. This is going to go to Hess. He takes it off the right side. Reverses his field. Back to the left between the hashes. Still going. And it'll be nice. tackled that time by Nate Ahmed. Textbook tackle on Nate Ahmed coming up. If he doesn't make that tackle, Jersey Shore might have taken that one in the end zone. Yeah, that was just a, they put Hess in motion as a wide receiver and, and handed the ball as a speed sweep right, basically. And um, there was nothing on the outside. We had a good job out of our outside back over there, uh, Kissinger. He, he kept everything inside. He actually had to reverse field and come back, and, and then I believe it was, uh, was it Ahmed? Yep, Nate Ahmed, Ahmed made the stop. Nate yes. Ahmed made a solid tackle on him. Second down and nine for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Deep in Seals Grove territory, rolling to the right is Weary. Plenty of time. Look at get rid of it. Back across his body, it's going to be incomplete. Intended for Dugan at the five-yard line. And Hoover hit him and put his hand out to help him out, and Dugan didn't want anything to do with it. That's all right. He can touch it. Some coaches say don't help people up. <laughs> the old That's old school, right? I guess you hit a guy, you, you do everything you can to get him on the ground. Like, don't spend time picking him back up. Yeah, <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard work getting him on the ground. I don't remember ever doing that. Third down and nine for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, leading 21-0 over the Seals. Weary rolling to his right under heavy pressure, gets rid of it. He's got a man wide open in the end zone, got to make the catch in the end zone. Touchdown for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. We had a blown coverage. We had nobody deep on the, on the left side of our coverage. Nobody was there, and that receiver for Jersey Shore was wide open in the end zone, nobody even close. And that's Peacock making the catch. That's the third Jersey Shore Bulldog to Record a touchdown on the night. That one is 
Peacock got open, by, like you said, Dave, in back corner of that end zone breakdown there. So Allison will come on to attempt the extra point here to try to push the lead to 28-0 with 9.50 to go here in the third period. The ball was hit. It's no good. It was blocked right at the line of scrimmage. So Seals were able to race through and stop the extra point after Allison was 3-for-3. Three three. This one is blocked. No good. Pushes the lead out to 27 to nothing for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs here in the third period with 9.50 to go in the third. Now the officials are going to take another 20-minute break in the end zone while we wait for them. It's not TV here, right? Because usually you talk about TV. They're standing out their hands in their pockets talking. They should be getting these kids out here on the field. So the Jersey Shore Bulldogs now... Four straight touchdowns here. Again, this one, Peacock, number two for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, able to make the catch on a 17-yard touchdown reception. It's the third touchdown pass of the night for quarterback Weary of the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, completing a five-play drive covering 42 yards. Took a minute and seven seconds, the extra point block, but... Jersey Shore in business, 27-0 lead over the Seals Grove Seals. That's the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. So Allison will kick this away. He's line drive them all night. Seals Grove's had some nice run back. Some have been brought back on penalties. See if we get a clean return here. It's a swip kick. It's going to bounce and roll back. Nate Almond going to pick it up at the 17-yard line, trying to get all around the edge. He's going to. Be stopped before he could get to the 20-yard line. Good pursuit that time by the kickoff coverage team for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Seals Grove will have it deep in their own territory, trailing 27-0 to the 3-0 Jersey Shore Bulldogs. So they have it on the 18-yard line. Seals Grove does on their own 18-yard line. Not a real successful kickoff return there. We didn't get a lot of blocking done. So first down and 10 for the Seals Grove Seals. Trying to avoid a three-game losing streak here. They've lost their last two, Central Mountain and to the Shemokin Indians a week ago. First down and ten for Bastion in the Seals. Going to give it to the deep man. And there's just a pile of shirts. Actually, Bastion kept it there. Dugan came in, made the stop. and We're not getting push up front at all. Well, this is the theme we have going is that you, you start out with the loss on first down, and you're stuck with second and 11 and 13, and well, it just makes at, it that much more if difficult. You look at Zach's um, stats coming in. We we do a lot of that, don't we? Yep, a lot of a lot of bad luck on first down. Not getting those positive plays, absolutely. No. So they're stuck again with a second down, called a long 11. Nine minutes to go here in the third, 27-0 lead for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Rolling to the right is Bastion under heavy pressure. Going to get rid of it, look at deep. Brett Fork trying to come back and make the catch. Underthrown, hits the turf. Allison on the coverage, falls incomplete, and it's going to be a third down and 11 for the Seals. Brett Fork got behind everybody on the defense, I believe, and he had to actually come back for that ball, but what he ended up doing is coming back and, Playing a great um, secondary, making a great secondary play. He actually kept the ball away from their their defensive man. Good job. He broke it up because that was thrown right to him. Third down and long for the Seals Grove Seals. Bastion brings his troops out of the huddle. Wide receivers to the right. One back in the backfield along with Bastion. Bastion takes the snap. He's got some time here. Rolling to the right. 
looking. It's got a man. Overthrows Brett Ford. Falls incomplete. It'll be a fourth down and a punting situation for the Seals Grove Seals. That time it was a pocket pass, and he actually had good protection inside, but evidently was meant to be a fast throw because he didn't see anything open, and, and Coy ran to the outside on the right there. And again, tried to throw across his body, but it just came up a little, little wobbly, not a very good throw. Throwing on a run is hard. Absolutely. Punny situation for Catherman. Two guys back. That's Dugan and Anderson standing at their own 48-yard line. Line drive kick, driving Dugan back to his 41-yard line. Tiptoes, trying to find that opening. Now he's got some room, and he'll be tackled behind. Nice job by Straub. Straub fought off a blocker. Why didn't you just look like Dugan was going to take it up the left sideline, and he made the play. Ryan Straub, an 11th grader, just did a terrific job on that one. You're right, solid tackle. Great use of the hands. Nice job staying square down in the hitting position. So first down and 10 for the... Jersey Shore Bulldogs, they do have good field position once again, as they have it at the Sealance Grove 45-yard line. They haven't had a drive longer than 42 yards, so this would be their longest drive that the Seals Grove defense can't come up with a stop here. Jack, Jack Hahn is now up there at outside linebacker. Handoff goes to Allison. He's at the 40, 35, still going 30, runs through the tackle. Of Brandon Heil, finally finished off by Nate Ahmed and Ryan Ahmed. But a first down pickup for the Bulldogs. They take it to the 29 yard line. And that was just a, a basic uh, a, a misdirection play. They just ran a counter left on that play and went for good yards. First down and 10 for the Bulldogs. Twins to each side once again for the Bulldogs. Weary rolling out under heavy pressure. Spencer George and Ryan Allman make the stop. Nope, that's Rothamall, 41. Aaron got through them, made the stop. So Spencer and Rothamall get the sack on the senior quarterback, Weary, for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. It looked like Aaron Rothamall came clean on his blitz. He did a great job, broke down, didn't, didn't whiff on a quarterback, broke down, wrapped the arms, good job. Under eight minutes to go here in the third quarter. Seals Grove trailing 27-0 to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Seals Grove shut out Jersey Shore in that first quarter, but then Jersey Shore had back-to-back-to-back touchdowns in the second quarter to lead 21-0 at halftime. They now lead 27-0. Weary looking out to the right. He's got a man out there making a catch as Peacock right by the first down marker at the 20. Knocked out of bounds by Brett Four. Looks like it's going to be short of a first down. Look, It's going to be... Third and about one. About one, yeah. Third down and one for the Bulldogs. Hey, what, that quarterback just threaded the needle on that pass. We had guys on both sides of that receiver, and he was put, able to put it right over our guys' heads, right into the receiver's hands. Man goes in motion, gets the handoff. That's Jordan. Knocked down in the backfield by Hahn that time. Right on cue, Dave. Hahn got in the game, makes a big play to take the running back down, loss on the play. It's going to bring up a fourth down and five for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Great job by Jack Hahn. Very good job by Jack. Fought off a defender again. You talk about that. Using your hands and getting there and makes a big play. Looking for another big play for the Seals defense. Weary rolling to his right. Looking for Hess. Hess is going to make the catch for the first down. Runs over a defender. Takes it down close to the six-yard line. 
So first down, a goal to go for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs at the Sealands Grove six-yard line. Caden Hess just ran about an eight-yard stop and ran straight downfield about eight yards. All of our guys, all of our defenders were right with him. He planted the foot and got back, came back to the quarterback and got the pass. It's actually at the 11-yard line. So first down and 10 from the 11. This is Allison. Makes a man miss at the 10. He's going to be stopped as he crosses the five-yard line. That's Brandon Heil making the stop inside the five down to the three-yard line, so it would be a second down and about one for the Bulldogs. They lead 27-0, trying to add to it here as they're deep in Seals Grove territory. Wide receivers to each side. High formation behind Weary. Man goes in motion from right to left. Give it to the fullback. Goal line. Touchdown. That's Packer taking in the fullback right up the middle for the touchdown for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. That's Hayden Packer. So add another Jersey Shore Bulldog getting into the scoring column for Coach Gravish and his offense. We had a real aggressive defense on that time. We had four down men. We, uh, we took our, our Mike Backer and put him down as a down man, and we, we blitzed, and we just went right past him, basically. We're looking for Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker plays of the game candidates, and we talk about that throughout the game and then give you the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game during our post-game show, so stick around for that. That extra point again, no good by Allison. So Seals Grove trailing 33 nothing to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs after that touchdown with 6.14 to go here in the third period. That touchdown completed a seven-play drive for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, their longest drive of the night, just 45 yards, taking two minutes and 26 seconds, finished off by that Hayden Packer touchdown run from three yards out. The extra point sailed off to the left on a miss. The Jersey Shore Bulldogs now lead 33-0 over the Seals Grove Seals. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary so again we talk about field position and your starting positions and again that's the longest drive of the night and that comes from 45 yards out the other ones have been 44 42 40 and 37 for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs there have not been long drives tonight as Allison will kick this one away, again, it's been line drive kicks all night, and this one is as well. The up man, Hoover, is going to take this at the 25, gets to the 30, still going, trying to bounce it to the 35, and he gets there. And it's going to be a first down and 10 for the Seals Grove Seals at the 35-yard line. And just checking in, Rumberger, who's slated as a starting Linebacker for the Seals Grove Seals and the third leading tackler on the team. He got hurt on the opening kickoff and has not returned, and that's a big blow to your defense as well. He's played very well. Yeah. Has Rumberger here? Yes, he has. I got to tell you though, Logan Othout has been doing an admirable job in their linebacker tonight. He's he stepped in there. Mm-hmm. He got thrown in the first play of a, in uh, against the toughest team they'll see all year probably. And he and has definitely done that. You're he's right. A sophomore man, he's doing a great job. I think. Like the linebacker play, got some, got some seniors wrapped around some younger players. Yep. Linebacker position is solid for the Seals. This one's going to go to Brandon Howe. He's upended by Dugan in the backfield. And again, Dave, first down play, negative yards. Negative Second yards. down and twelve. Second and twelve again. Yeah, this is uh, it's not good. 
This is not second and manageable. Second and manageable is like second and three, second and four, second and five. Second down and long. Seals Groves gets the call from the sideline. Bastion breaks out of the huddle with his offense here. Brett Ford alone, receiver split to the right, excuse me, the left. Kissinger to the right. Bastion's going to throw it. Throws out to Kissinger. He makes the catch at the 40, falls forward. Short of a first down, but makes it a third and medium for the Seals Grove Seals at a third and five. Dead on, third and five. That's exactly right. And, boy, does that that's refreshing, isn't it? We caught a pass. That That's something we can build on now. That was a good play. Yep. Got it out there quickly. See if now if we can pick up this first down here. Third and five. Third and a short five, about four, actually. They need to get to the 45-yard line. Five minutes to go in the third period. Seals Grove trailing 33-0 to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Heavy pressure on Bastion. Rolls to his right. Look at trying to throw it underneath. No one there. Throws it out of bounds under heavy pressure that time. Coming through number 25 on the pressure. That's Myers. Quincy Myers, senior, 6'1", 190 pounds, was putting the pressure on Bastion. Yeah, that was uh, that was designed to be a pocket pass, but he got flushed immediately. Uh, he got pressure right up the gut and... and uh, Bastion had to run to the outside again, to the right, and it, there was just no one there. He threw it away. It was actually a decent throw away, I guess. But. So a punting situation here. It's a short kick, high kick, though. It's going to be taken by Anderson at the 28-yard line. So the Jersey Shore Bulldogs take over at their own 28-yard line with 4.41 to go in the third period. Seals crew trailing 33 to nothing. Love for this defense to come up with a big defensive play here. Interception, pick six, yep. fumble recovery, just something to give Seals Grove some field position and some momentum. We've got to get the ball back, and we've got to stick stick some scores in here before this game's over. Ryan Straub, linebacker on the right side for the Seals. Up front, Metzger, Fogarty, and Miller. Anderson goes in motion. Weary's rolling to the right where Anderson went in motion. The pass is away. Hess makes the catch. Hoover makes the stop. It's going to be a pickup about 13 out to the 43-yard line. It'll be a first down and 10 for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Boy, if that quarterback has any time at all, he can thread the needle, and he just did. He did a great job there. I think he threw at the Caden Hess. Great throw. Great throw. And they're doing a pretty good job picking up our blitz packages right now. Handoff this time goes to Peacock off the left. He's going to be hit at midfield and falls forward. They're going to put it right at midfield after the run by Peacock. He's going to pick up six. It'll be a second down and four for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs as they get the call from the sidelines. That was an outside run. The difference between that outside run and what they were doing the first half is that time they got sloped. They got push on us up front. They were able to get five, six yards. Anderson goes in motion, going to get the call, rolling out to the right, trying to get to the edge. Brett Ford makes him turn up inside, and Heil makes the stop. After the three-yard pickup, it's going to be short of a first down. It'll be third down and one for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs in Seals Grove territory at the 47-yard line. This is a huge play for Seals Grove. This is a pride play. We've got to stop this right now. Third and one, and they are on our 46-yard line. Going to go right up the middle, and they're going to pick up a first down and take it to the 45-yard line. 
Dave, there's a lot of great things you can do on a night like this, and uh, one is high school football. Yep. The other is sitting around a campfire. Amanda Friend, that's how she's enjoying the broadcast, around a campfire on a nice October evening. So we appreciate her listening. We know we have at least two because Teresa is listening, and I think Murphy is too, and now Amanda. So we have three listeners. We appreciate that. That's awesome. Handoff goes to Allison off the left side. Ryan Allman got there, finished off by Hoover as he's going to be short of a first down. And so to stop him at the 37-yard line, it'll be a second down and two. Second and two, yeah. Nice play on that first down play. It really put him in a second manageable for sure. That looks, looks like our defense is starting to look a little worn down. Dugan goes in motion. They're going to inside handoff this time. This is going to go to Hayden Packer. He's a strong runner, got away from a defender at the 35-yard line. Nate will take it inside the 30. Nate Allman makes the stop, but it's going to be... A first down pickup for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, and they're going to quickly get up to the line of scrimmage. Some of our youth is showing right now because we were right there. We could have had that tackle, but we missed it. We didn't wrap the arms well enough. Five receivers to each side. Weary takes the snap, gives it to Allison. Caught in the backfield that time as Vance Metzger is able to race through and make the stop, a create a negative play on the defensive side for the Seals Grove Seals. Excellent job by Vance. I'll tell you what, a big guy like him gets a paw on you. You go down fast if you're not if you're not a very big guy. That's what happened there. He just ended it. Great job by Vance. Our listenership just went up another one, Dave. Ryan Brand is listening. Good for Ryan. How so we appreciate problem, him yeah. listening. Yeah. He said yeah. we're doing a great job. We appreciate his good work. Well, he's being nice to us. Get to him, Heil. Unable to. Nice. As Weary was rolling to his right hand, Heil was trying to get to him. But Weary got rid of it. Defended well by Brett Four. The ball hits the turf. And it's going to be a third down and 13 for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Yeah, Brett, he, he ran another stop. Brett Ford jumped it and put his got his hand around and deflected the ball. Excellent job by Brett Ford. We're up to five now. Mike Moyer's listening to the broadcast. Mike Moyer, another good one. Another good one. Appreciate listenership, Mike. Good old number 52, Mike Moyer. There you go. Good man, Mike. Good football. Love Mike. Rolling to the right is Weary. He's going to get rid of it. There's a wrestling match in the... Defensive backfield by Brett Ford and Hess, and Brett Ford gets the most of it, hits the turf. It'll be a fourth down and long for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Brett Ford just beat Caden Hess two plays in a row. That's awesome. Brett Ford's doing a great job out there. And that's not easy work to do. No. That's a good athlete, good receiver for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Yeah, I believe an all-state athlete, right? It's going to be a fourth down and long here for the... Jersey Shore Bulldogs, Seals Grove try, defense trying to get off the field here. Fourth and 13. Dropping back is Weary. Throws it deep, and it's going to hit the turf. Intended for Dugan, defended by Nate Allman, hits the turf, turn it over on downs, back to the Seals Grove offense. We'll take it. We'll take that any day of the week. Now, boys, let's get a score. Let's put an offensive drive together. Let's put some points on the board. Got a minute and 55 left in the third quarter. Dave, we're up to seven. Your wife's listening. Cindy's listening. Good for Cindy. We appreciate you listening, Cindy. Yeah, she does everything right. Oh, man, we appreciate it. Our numbers are growing. If we could get to ten, that would be awesome by the end of the night. Yeah, maybe Ella Walter, my granddaughter, might be listening. Ella, if you are, call us. One of the lock-offs are listening. The lock-offs. There are a lot of them around here. Yeah. Good family. Well, that's why I figured I'd throw it out there. Now all the lock-offs should message us great group of people first down in 10 bastion drops back gets rid of it finds brett ford makes the catch he's trying to get to the edge a good block by nate allman he does as he's going to take it beyond the 40 yard line all the way out to the 44 yard line so that's going to be a first down pickup for the seals grove seals 
That was an excellent play by Brett Four. Good Mike, job. Mike Morey just said, I can't believe you remember his number. Oh, my God. How couldn't I? I Mike was a great guy. Good football player. I love Mike. 52. Mike is one of my favorite people in the whole world. Big number 52. Big dude, man. Him, Bill, his dad, they're great Fish Seals fans. Love them listening. And Tara. His yep. His wife, Tara. Appreciate them listening and yep, supporting. Yep. Tackled out of bounds. You can throw a flag there as Brett Ford makes another catch and takes exception to the Allison tackle out of bounds. Yeah. But Blink no flag thrown there. No. Brett Ford hanging in there tough. Excellent gets the pickup. Like to see some momentum pick here. Gain some confidence in this past game. Seen a couple now. Brett Ford's caught a couple. Yep. Now it's a second down and three. One forty-three to go here in the third quarter with Seals Grove trailing 33-0 to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Bastion dropping under heavy pressure, looking for the slant to Kissinger, but he was under heavy distress. He threw it away. So it's going to be a third down play here for the Seals Grove Seals. See if they mix it up here a little bit. I'd love to see like a halfback option pass or something. We need something. Yeah. Like Steve Browse did. Steve Browse. When he, he threw that one to he Ryan won Chuck. that game for us. Yeah, to Ryan Chuck. There's two pretty good football players there on that, on that field at that time. Steve Browse and Ryan Chuck. Dave the Dog's listening. Annie. Oh, good. Biff and, and Boo the Cats are listening. That's I nice. think that makes 10. We'll yeah. take it. Thank you, Cindy. Good. We're over 10. Brett Ford makes the catch, and he's able to get about 10 on that one to pick up the first down for the Seals Grove Seals at the 41-yard line. Gaining some rhythm here. Awesome job by Brett Ford again. He, he ran about a 10-yard, I think it was either a curl or, or a stop, I'm not sure which, but about 10 yards off the field. He really had to adjust to that ball to get it. Great job by Brett Four. Lisa Zellman's listening. Ah, I love Lisa. Good kid. Said hi, Dave Hess. Family of four listening. Yep. We appreciate that. Robert and her brother. Two wide receivers split to the right on this first down and ten play for the Seals. Rolling to the right is Bastion under heavy pressure. Going to get rid of it. Brett Four goes up and snags it at the 30-yard line as he's taken to the turf by Jordan. As Brett Ford gets up after the heavy tackle that time by the Jersey Shore. But a first down pickup for the Seals as Brett Ford is going to be here on the sideline. Going to be talking to the medical staff here. Keep an eye on him as Seals Groves, their best possession of the night as they move the ball to the Jersey Shore Bulldog 30-yard line. They trail 33-0, under a minute to go here in the third period. Heck of a grab by Brett Ford on that play. He had to, he had to come back to the quarterback a little bit. Nice adjustment. Two wide receivers split to the left. Bastion's going to keep it. Able to bounce off the defender. Still going inside the 25-yard line, down to the 21-yard line. A play that has not shown much positives that time. That was all Bastion able to it bounce was. off three defenders. Yeah, it hasn't had much positive because it hasn't been well blocked. That wasn't well blocked either, but freaking Bastion just took it on. He took on about four guys and, and got yards, broke free. Excellent run by Bastion. John Bodinger is listening. He's down in the Florida, down in uh, down in the Florida area. So appreciate him listening. Good Seals Grove name, Bodinger. He's hoping Seals Grove can get on the board here. Bastion rolling to his right, looking under some pressure, gets rid of it, able to make the catch to Nate Ahmed at the 21 yard line. That'll be close to a first down for the Seals Grove Seals. So this, what do you do here? This is a huge drive for the Seals. This is, if nothing. Uh, if nothing else, it's it's a great confidence booster for them to be doing this against Jersey Shore. And I'm still seeing number ones in there with Jersey Shore. I don't see any JVs in there yet. 
Big play here for the Seals, trying to keep this drive alive. Four down territory, see what they do here. Max Moyer, number 63, comes out the right tackle. Next to him is Catherman. See if they go that way again. They do, as Bastion's able to take it inside the 20 and down to the 19-yard line. That's going to be a first down pickup, Dave. And he did. He ran right behind Catherman and Max Moyer to pick up that first down. The final play of the third period, a third period that Sealsgrove has found some momentum. They do trail, though, 33-0 to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Let's flip sides of the field and see if Seals Grove can cash in and get points on the board. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. It's time to put Wi-Fi where it belongs, everywhere. Replace your router and blanket your whole home with fast, reliable Wi-Fi powered by Plume and SECV. Plume continuously learns about your Internet needs and gets better each day. Plume also brings you parental controls, guest access, ad blocking, and security protection from suspicious content and devices, all available at the touch of a button through the Plume app. Call 1-877-955-SECV or visit secv.com slash plume to learn more. We are Eagle 107. Sunday, the Eagles are out west to take on the San Francisco 49ers on Eagle 107. Pre-game starts at 7, kickoff at 8 with Merle Reese and Mike Quick on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. And Penn State's coming to WKOK or back to WKOK starting October 24th at Indiana. Visit WKOK.com for the full schedule and game times as they get announced. First down at 10 for the Seal and Grove Seals. They trail 33-0 going into the fourth quarter here. It's going to be a keeper by Bastion. He's going to fall forward, a positive play. We talked about the struggles with negative plays on first down. They get a positive play there by Bastion with the keeper. Three yards, second down and seven. And second and seven is, is manageable. Second and 12 is not manageable. And this that was great. And I like what Coy's doing here. Coy's just keeping the ball. He's running it. But, man, he's, he's finding his groove running. He's starting to break tackles. He's doing a good job. Linda Harold's listening. Ah, Linda, she's a great lady. Linda Harold, former teach, longtime teacher at Seals Grove, retired, but what a great lady. Appreciate you listening, Linda. Bastion dropped back, and this ball is going to be deflected, and I think he's fortunate that it was deflected because there was a Jersey Shore defender in front of the receiver, and that one might have gotten picked. Your doggone right. So fortunate that way as Seals Grove again, trying to work the ball down the field. Oh, the Mitchells and the Libies are watching the game. So that's a that's a big group of people. That's a great family. So probably over ten now, right? Yeah, at least. <laughs> Roger Libis, Roger Crimes. Hadn't appreciate that. Oh my God, we're yeah. gonna give him his numbers. He's over ten. Ten. We, I think we're almost getting to twenty, Roger. Good keep for us, Roger. Keep us on the air. Thank you, Roger. Third down play here for the Seals. In the fourth quarter, trailing 33 nothing, but trying to get points on the board. Blitz coming. Heavy pressure on Bastion. Rolling to his left. Going to get rid of it. Throws it away. Nothing there. Heavy pressure that time. Number 52 for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs racing through. And that's Springman, Lee Springman, the senior, six foot, 235 pounds. And he moved fast. I mean, he's a big kid, and he's fast. He, he did come untouched that time. And it was actually a good throwaway. Um by Bastion because there was just nothing there other than maybe an interception if he would have thrown it downfield. Coach Friaro's wife's listening, so we appreciate that. Georgina. Georgina's listening. Probably one of the best medical experts on earth. She says, hi, Coach S. She's a great person. We appreciate you listening. Seals grow fourth down play here. Drop it back as Bastion under some pressure, rolling to his right, and he's going to be sacked, lost on the play. Flag's going to be thrown in here. 
See what the call is here. Did they get them up around the, the face mask area? Let's see if we can get a call. That would be huge for Seals Grove to keep this possession alive and get points on the board. Their most productive possession since the Milton game. It's going to be a personal foul face mask against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, so let's keep this drive alive. It only took him about 20 minutes to make that call, didn't it? <laughs> I, I got it. Okay, it's time for me to be quiet now. <laughs> These officials are really starting to turn me off <clears throat> slow come on guys let's get this game moving so it is a penalty against the jersey shore bulldogs it's not enough for a first down because it's a spot foul but it makes it fourth down and about three that's we gotta get gets the, a call from the sideline we've got to get to the 10 yard line for a first down Two wide receivers split to the left. Two backs in the backfield. That's Hoover and Allman along with Bastion. Blitz coming for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Bastion drops back. He's got time. Throws it for Nate Allman. Makes the catch. Trying to go left all the way back to the right. He's going to get away from the defender, but he retreated all the way back to the 15-yard line. So he's not going to get the first down. He'll turn the ball over on downs back to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. I like the play. Allman just came right in toward the quarterback. A very shallow route, uh, and it was a nice throw. A very good touch on the ball by Bastion. He just wasn't able to turn up and get the first down there until he made the catch. So, again, John Bodiner, he is in Central Florida. He says, hi, Dave. Tell John, I said, hey, hey hi, John, how are you doing? John Bodinger, good Seals Grove man. Central Florida has been a big-time listener over the years. We appreciate that. Timeout on the field is going to be taken by the Seals Grove Seals. Dave, so... You know, 33 nothing here in the fourth quarter. You're losing the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. You know, Seals Grove program isn't built on, you know, uh, you know, um, what do they call moral wins or no, whatever, no, all that no, kind no, of stuff. No, we're no, not no, built yeah. around that. We're not here for feel-good wins. Right. No. no. So, but the thing is, this Jersey Shore team gave everything they had to get points on the board. Seals Grove really battling there in that first quarter, really battling. That first touchdown was a beautifully thrown pass, tight coverage by uh, Nate Almond, where Hess made that ca- or yeah, Hess made the catch separation, and then Seals Grove gets one of their better, their probably the best possession in three weeks on that last one. Did get points on the board, but definitely you always talked about need to put stuff on the film so you can sit and talk about it, break it down, and yeah. why it was positive, why did it go well? That possession there, even though it didn't lead to points, definitely provides some film talk for the Seals Grove Seals moving offensively into the next couple of weeks. That's right, gave them something to build on. First down and 10 for the Bulldogs. I think there will be a lot coming out of this game we can learn. Under center is weary. Gives it to Allison. Straight up the middle. He's going to be hit and taken down. Brandon Heil. And is that Rothamall on the stop there? Nope, that's Oath out. Oath out. He makes the stop there. Again, he got the nod because Rumberg on the opening kickoff got dinged and had to come out of the game. And out has made plays, number 42, for the Seals Grove Seals defense. And he had some big shoes to fill because Rumberger's a good one. Second leading tackler coming into tonight. Handoff goes straight up the middle. Nothing there. Maybe a yard. It's going to be a third down and about four for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs trying to pick up the first down here. You know who's in there duking it out every play and just fighting for every inch is, is Fogarty. He is busting his tail in there. I like that kid. I like his brother, too, but... Both those Fogarty kids are great guys. Handoff. Oh, ball hits the turf. It was a pitch for Allison. He's going to make the catch and go down. The Seals Grove all over that one. 
Helping out on that play, Reese Feldman, number 24, the sophomore, the D-back, came up, helped out on that play there. The pitch went to Allison. He's unable to bring it in, hit the turf, rolled around a little bit. He finally was able to pick it up by that time. Reese Feldman and fellow defenders were all over it. Big loss on the play, fourth down in a punting situation for Anderson and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Let's get a run back here. Come on. A run back or a block, one of the two. <clears throat> Teague Hoover drops back. He's going to stand at the Jersey Shore 46-yard line. Remember, Brett Ford was shaken up as well. He's usually the return man, but he's not in there this time. The punt gets away. It's a short punt. Now Blue Shirt's got to get away from it. That's going to bounce, get a good roll as the Jersey Shore guy jumped out of the way of the ball as it was rolling to the benefit of Seals Grove. So helped us out a little bit. Thank you. And credit, um... Almond with that because he uh, he did a great job of no that wasn't Almond that was uh, Heil Heil coming off Heil the edge again job. he really got pressure on the, on the punter there he did a good job he forced a bad punt so Seals grow great field position here trailing thirty three nothing with nine oh three to go in the game to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs Seals Grove's most impressive possession was the last one they didn't get points on the board but looking to do it here. After this play, we're going to check in with the Aubrey-Alexander-Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. We'll do that after this play, checking up on some scores here, other games going on around the valley. Here, Seals Grove trailing again, 33-0 to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. This one goes off to the right, but it's incomplete. Rothmull, the intended receiver there. It's going to be a second down and 10 for the Seals Grove Seals. I'm not sure what happened there. The ball was just thrown low. He wasn't able to scoop it up. Looking at some other scores. Shemokin leading Chickalemi 41-19. Central Mountain all over Milton 42-6. Wyalusin beating Sarah 18-7. Central Columbia in the fourth quarter beating Mifflinburg 10-0. Danville trailing Montoursville 35-21. Wow. Bastion's going to keep it off the right. He's trying to get to the edge. Gets a block out there by Hoover, and it's going to tiptoe out of bounds after about a five-yard pickup. So good run by senior quarterback Bastion that time. But the uh, all of our scores are brought to you by Blaze Alex or excuse me Aubrey Alexander Toyota that brings our out of town scoreboard. So third down play here. They say he went out of bounds at the twenty-eight yard line in Jersey Shore territory. Just third and six. <clears throat> Got two plays to pick up a first down here. Long count by Bastion. Takes the snap under heavy pressure. Rolling to his right. Going to get rid of it. Just to. And now there's going to be a flag thrown in at the end of the play. See what uh, McNamara, the head referee, tells us here on that play. As he's doing that, I'll tell you that checked into the game or on that play there was number seven. That's Nick Rice. He's been in there some, but he was also in on that play there. But the ball fell incomplete as Bastion rolled to the right, had nobody out there. He just got rid of it. And now we finally are going to, I think, get a call. And that's going to go against the Seals Grove. Intentional grounding. And personal foul roughing the passer. Oh. So this could take a while. This, well, they'll, they'll, they'll have to have a <laughs> two conference. There's two penalties. How are you going to talk this one out? They're going to have to get a table and sit down and talk about this. Uh, They're calling our quarterback for illegally grounding the ball. 
They offset each other. Yep, offsetting penalties. But it's going to take the official 20 minutes to get her to the sideline. Well, he's just finally picking up his Pick flag. Up his flag. And now he's trying to remember where he is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I guess not. But somebody once told me if you spend too much time talking about anything other than what's going on with the two teams, then uh, they, well, they've right. got that out of hand. Yeah, you're right. They're, and they are right. Whoever told you that was absolutely correct. Nick Rice splits far to the left. Shotgun formation for Bastion. Under pressure. Gets rid of it. Looking for Rice. And it's going to be easily intercepted by the Jersey Shore Bulldog defender who had raced back, ran step for step. That's Embick. Cam Embick makes the interception. For the for the Jersey Shore Bulldog defense, Nick Rice really never had a shot on that one. As they'll bring the ball out. So the, why are the officials standing at the one yard line? I don't know. Did they say? His momentum carried the ball. Look like. They're going to put it at the one-yard line? I didn't even think he was outside of the end zone. I, I thought he was in the end zone completely. God. They're saying... I vow not to talk about the referees, but holy mackerel, that oh was... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he caught the ball uh, in the end zone. Well, the Seals Grove benefit. They're going to put the ball at the one-yard we'll line. Jersey Shore leading 33 nothing here in the fourth quarter with 8.39 to go in the ball game. Weary under center. Got some jumping. Uh, they got us on a hard count. Spencer George jumps on the left side, so that's going to walk the ball out to the six-yard line and give the Jersey Shore Bulldogs some breathing room. You know what? Spencer George will not do that again, though. He's a great kid. He'll never make that mistake again. I'll bet you. Well, see He's a good up. kid. He's going to learn from it. See him come up with a big play here on this first down and five for the Bulldogs. Fullback gets the call straight up the middle. Ryan Allman doing everything he can to try to strip the ball away from Hayden Packer, unable to, and he's going to be close to a first down. They're going to say he got four on that. It'll be a second down and one for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Yep, and again, um, Othal, I think, was there again on that. He was, no, that was, uh, I'm sorry, that was Aaron Rothamwell. He was also part of that tackle. He did a good job on that linebacker. Second down and one for the Bulldogs. I formation behind Weary. Deep man gets the call. That's Allison. He's going to drag a defender out to the 15-yard line. He's going to give him enough for a first down for the Bulldogs. Solid hit by Brandon Heil there. He, he got drugged a couple of yards, but he, he, he put a pretty good lick on that running back. He was just able to squeak out enough uh, yardage for the first down, though. Coming up after the game, we'll check on other scores going on around the Valley. We'll get the final stats from our stat man, Zach Showers. Final game analysis from Dave Hess, and it's all part of the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show. And Reese Fellman is out there playing cornerback now, number 24. Pick up about one on that one. Second down and nine for the Bulldogs. They're in no hurry. I think they're feeling the effects of the referees. They're moving very slowly now, too. I think you're right. <laughs> the whole situation is taking on the officials' persona. 7.20 to go here in the ballgame. 33 nothing lead for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs as Allison gets the carry. Hit by Ryan Ahmed, but Jack Hahn initially was in there. He was able to get there, and it allowed Ryan Allman to finish it off. That's exactly right, Pat. He, uh, Jack Hahn had, had contained there. He kept everything on the inside shoulder, stayed square. Jammed it up a little bit, gave just enough time for Ahmed to get there. Great job by Jack Hahn. There are some young, very promising guys on the field right now. Third down play here for the Bulldogs. We'll call it a third down and seven. Under seven to go in the game. 
Weary's going to pitch it out to Jordan. Makes a man miss in the backfield. Now he's trying to stretch it off to the left to get to the first down marker, and he's not going to get there. So Jordan did a nice job to get away from a, a loss on the play. Takes it out to the 23-yard line, but it would be a punting situation for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. I think we would have tackled him for a loss had we not had we wrapped our arms a little bit better. We were there on the outside. We just didn't make the tackle. But we end up with a fourth and about two or three now. So a punting situation as Anderson will drop back. Teague Hoover will be standing inside of his own 45-yard line waiting for this Anderson punt. After this, we'll take a peek at our Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week. Brought to you by Blaze Alexander Ford, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. The punt's away. Takes a bounce, goes out of bounds at the 49-yard line. Seals Grove takes over at their own 49-yard line. See checking in the game number 67 for the Seals Grove Seals. Take a look at that. That's Luke Burkowski. He's a senior. He'll be checking into the game here to play the one along that offensive line for the Seals Grove Seals. As Hoover comes off to the sideline, Nick Rice will stay into the game. Kissinger as well. Brett Four has his shoulder pads off. He's here on the sideline talking to Nate Ahmed. So he's done for the night for the Seals after taking a very tough hit off the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Fullback gets the call straight up the middle into Jersey Shore territory at the 49-yard line. So pick up a two, second down and eight for the Seals. They trail 33-0 with 5.45 to go in this game. And that second and eight, again, is, is better than, than you know second and 12, which we were seeing early in the game. So we're getting some push up front now, a little bit. Second down play here. I know we joke around about our listeners, but we appreciate everybody listening, bringing you high school football under these circumstances. We want to make sure you're bringing a great broadcast to you here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. So everybody that's listening, we appreciate it. Hoping you have a wonderful night. Have a great weekend. And we appreciate you listening to Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Handoff goes to the deep man this time. Is that Straub getting the call? Trying to see, you know, that was Han. That was Han. He's going to pick up a yard. Third down and seven for the Seals Grove Seals. Guys are getting opportunities here late in this game, trying to pick up some momentum. They got Chickalimi next week at Chickalimi. And then after that, Seals Grove Seals will dive back into the uh, Central Mountain Wildcats, who they already played once. They'll play them again. And then they go back-to-back against Shemokin after that, where they have to travel to Shemokin and then versus Mifflinburg. So after tonight, they travel to Chickalimi. Home against Central Mountain at Chimokin, and they finish up the regular season against the Mifflinburg Wildcats through the Seals Grove Seals. Bastion takes the snap. Quick throw this time out to Kissinger. Didn't get there. Falls incomplete, and it's going to be a fourth down play here for the Seals Grove Seals with 4.24 to go in the game. The Catherman will jog out and punt this one away. Yep, and I see Max Mowers out there on the offensive line right now. Nope, they're switching him out. So Catherman will wait for the snap here. Personnel late getting on the field, but they're all set now. Looking for a good snap here. Gearhart, good snap to Catherman. Steps into it and gets it away. Kicks it away from the return man. It's going to bounce inside the 15-yard line, or about the 15-yard line, and that's where Jersey Shore will take over. First down and 10 
Again, looking at some updated scores here. Shimokin in the fourth quarter leading Shikalimi 41 to 20. Central Mountain all over or beat Milton 49 to 6. Mount Carmel leading Hughesville in the fourth, 48 to 7. Central Columbia leading Mifflinburg 17 nothing. That's in the fourth. And Danville trailing 35-21 to Montoursville. That's in the fourth. Again, that's our Blaze Alexander Four tough game of the week. Going to take a timeout here. Dave, we talk about the unusualness of the season. You're doing back-to-back. I mean, you're doing uh, a season where you're playing um, a team twice, and it's nothing to do with the playoffs. You're just the way that the schedule was set up. So Seals Grove will have an opportunity to take on the Central Mountain Wildcats. They lost to them 7-3, to a game that they had opportunities. And, you know, any play here and there, and they come away with a victory there, but they do lose 7-3. to So look forward to having Central Mountain come to us here at uh, Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field and give Seals Grove an opportunity to try to avenge that 7-3 to loss. And yeah, we get paybacks now, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they beat us up there, so we can beat them down here. Gearhart checks into the game. Got some new numbers in there, Dave. We're yeah. going to wind them down, make sure that we're... Tyler Dugan is in there at linebacker. And we have Tristan Crossan is now in at linebacker. And number 82. Got Harry. backups in there for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs as well, except for that was Jordan who ran the ball. The quarterback checking in, number 18, Williams. Off to the left. Lost on the play that time. 54 into the game for the Seals Grove Seals, and that's, uh, you mentioned Tyler Dugan. Yep, Kevin Gerhardt's in there, number 11. 11, 27's in there playing the safety position for the Seals Grove Seals, and as always hate to see, we, I don't have a 27 on here, so if somebody can let me know who 27 Phillip, is. Uh, guess Amara? Guess Maria. Guess Maria. Okay, Guess-a-Maria. good. Good. That's a cool name. Guess Maria into the game playing the safety position, number 27. Saw his dad down here with his sweatshirt on, I assume his dad or family, so... I'm sure he's happy to see his son checking into the game under the Friday night lights. Rolling to the left is Williams for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. It'll be short of a first down. Host of defenders, Spencer George, was chasing him from behind. Coming into the game, number 75 for the Seals Grove Seals. All right, got to get a new roster. He's not on my roster yet. Sam Laudenslager. Laudenslager. So, all right, I'll be working on that this week. We can't have a roster without guys' names on it. There was a, a, a man who lives in Seals Grove here by the name of Laudenslager who was a great Shikolimi football, well, actually Sunbury High School football player many years ago. have to investigate that. I wonder if this that. is his son or grandson. We have to check into it. High snap, but corralled by the Georgia Shore quarterback. He's keeping it. That's Jordan. As he stayed in the game, number 13, and he picks up a first down. So another direct snap to Jordan, and he's able to pick up the first down and move the chain. Seals Grove trailing 33-0 with 2.51 to go here in the ballgame. Seals Grove's going to fall to 1-3. and three. They're set up to travel to Shikolimi next week to take on the Braves. The Braves will also come in next week at 1-3. and three. Right now they trail the Shemokin Indians. Jordan gets the call again. Good job. 82 came in that time, was able to disrupt some things, and uh, his fellow defenders, Spencer George, finished it off and made a play there. That was Garrett Parody. Good job by Garrett. Showed some quickness to get in the backfield and make a play. Jersey mm-hmm. Shore in no rush here, letting the clock continue to run. Two minutes and 15 seconds to go in the game. Seals Grove again. They'll fall to one and three, set up a match against the... 
rival the Shikome Braves for next week as both teams looking to get their second win of the season. Both teams' lone win on the season has been against the Milton Black Panthers. So look forward to that one. No matter what the records are, no matter the situation, anytime you get a chance to take on the Shikolimi Braves, that, uh, that adds in a, pretty, a lot of excitement into a Friday night game. Are they still calling it the Rally in the Valley? That's what we'll call it. Yeah. That's a big game for us. Need to go over, across the river and get a win over taking on the Shikolimi Braves next week. Mm-hmm. Second down and long for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Williams takes a snap, gives it to the lone back in the backfield. He's hit immediately. 54 in on the stop there for the Sealands Grove Seals. Tyler Dugan. Tyler Dugan making the stop. They're doing a good job. Kevin Gearhart was over there as well involved in the stop. Yep. And also Parody was, no, not Parody, not that time, but uh, number 75, he was on the stop there. Helped out on the right side for the. Oh. Sam Laudenslager. Laudenslager again. Laudenslager, yeah. It's quarterback keeper by Williams, and he's hit hard. Mm-hmm. Coming up that time, that was who we've talked about already, number 82. Garrett Parody. Parody made the stop there. Showed a nice job getting to him and taking him down. Yep. So it'll be a fourth down and a punting situation here for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Clock continues to run. One minute to go in the game. Stick around. After the game, we'll have uh, the final thoughts of this one. We'll get some scores around the valley. Final stats from our stat man, Zach Showers. And we'll look forward to next week's game against the Sickle Braves. And it's all part of the Service Electric Cable Vision post-game show. And let the play clock run down. See if they take a timeout with one second left or just let it run out. Austin Finelli and is they on do. the defensive line right now. Number 73. He's a good-sized kid. Six foot two, 241 pounds. 11th grader. So... Penalty against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Walk five yards up, off, so they'll reset and punt this one away. It's a good snap, and the punt's away. It's a high kick. Return man comes up underneath of it on a fair catch and makes the catch. Good solid catch by Reese Feldman. Seals Grove had a good field position. Going to have some new numbers coming in there. Want to do our best to... Get them all out there, too. See, Spencer George is going to come in on the offensive side, along with Straub and Hahn. Burkowski. Burkowski back in there. Ethan Kelly is in there, number 65. Max Maurer stays in there, number 63. Mm-hmm. Nick Rice will split far to the right. I think we have Jack Hahn at tailback. And then we have Kale Bastion, the freshman quarterback, up under center. Oh, good. Kale's in. Long count. Takes a snap. He's going to give it to the deep man, Han. Trying to bounce it to the outside, and he's going to be gathered and taken to the turf. Loss of the play about one. And it's going to be a second down and 11. 25 seconds to go on the clock. They don't have to run another play here. Seals Grove's going to fall 33-0 to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Fall to one and three. Set up next week's match against two one and three teams with the Shikolimi Braves and the Sealands Grove Seals. Of course, all the action is going to be here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Don't per- forget, check in our Facebook page, Sealands Grove Seals on Eagle 107. Check out Facebook page. It's all Seals all the time. So with that play, that ends the game. The Sealands Grove Seals fall to one and three. Coming up short to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs losing 33 to nothing. 
Take a break. Come back. Bring you the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show here from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. This is Seals Grove Football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. There she is again, always messing with your eyebrows. She's you. Fussing in the mirror. Time for microblading by Blessed Beauty at Shalom Salon and Spa. Microblading is a semi-permanent procedure that creates perfectly shaped and colored eyebrows without the daily work. Done by licensed technicians. Mention this ad and save $100 off your session in September. Stop messing with your brows with microblading by Blessed Beauty at Shalom Salon and Spa, Market Street, Middleburg. And on Facebook at Blessed Beauty, 570-837-1188. Did you ever notice? Football sure does whip up your appetite. Make sure you stop at Tom's Eatery at Fox Crossing on Route 35 in Mount Pleasant Mills before the game, and you'll really enjoy the excitement however you're experiencing the game. Tom's Eatery is open Wednesday through Sunday from 11 till 8 with delicious specials every day. Your favorite country comfort foods, sandwiches, dinners, and desserts. They're available for private parties and gatherings, too. Tom's Eatery in Mount Pleasant Mills, also on Facebook. Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram on Route 61 in Sunbury has always put the customer first. Because of the great support from all over the valley, Zimmerman's is well into their second century of serving their customers. Bob Zimmerman and his staff always do their best to break the stereotype. That pressured, uneasy feeling that you felt while buying your last vehicle doesn't exist at Zimmerman's. Zimmerman's is the full-service dealership you want. Hiking, biking, rowing, running. The game is life and you're the weekend warrior. You work hard and you play hard. Football, baseball, soccer, golf. To move is to live and whatever your sport, Shimoka Dam Health Center specializes in total health to keep you in the game. Call 743-4333. Shemokin Dam Health Center Designed with you in mind Get to Aaron's for their fall flash event now through October 5th with no payments until November 1st on most of their new merchandise. Aaron's has a full showroom of new and pre-release merchandise to fit anyone's budget. Aaron's is at 1102 North High Street in Sealands Grove behind CVS. Can't get to the store? Just call 570-743-8260 and you can do the lease agreement over the phone. Or visit Aaron's.com and fill out the agreement online. As always, there's free setup, delivery, and service with every sale. Aaron's is easy, beautiful, and affordable. Stop in or call Courtney or Nikki and start furnishing your home today. Aaron's in Zealand's Grove, 570-743-8260. Eagle 107. Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. It's time for the Seals post-game show, sponsored by Service Electric Cablevision. Once again, here are Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess. Welcome to the Service Electric Cablevision post-game show here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field as the Sealands Grove Seals fall to 1-3. and three. After dropping this one to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, 33 to nothing. This is the scoring recap. The positive, it was no scoring at the end of the first quarter. Seals Grove defense came out flying, making a lot of big plays against a very good Jersey Shore Bulldog team, a team that put up 64 points in the first quarter alone. But Seals Grove was able to shut them out, and we went to the second quarter tied at 0-0. Jersey Shore would get on the board, though. Hess would make a... Catch from 40 yards out from quarterback Weary. That came with 8.50 to go in the first or the second quarter. Only two plays, covered 44 yards, took 33 seconds. The extra point by Allison was good, and it was a 7 nothing lead at that point for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. 
And then Jersey Shore would get on the board again, this time an eight-yard run by Anderson, lined up in the Wildcat formation, was able to work his way in the middle of that Seals Grove defense, took it from eight yards out with three minutes and five seconds to go in the first half. That completed 11 play, only 37 yards, took three minutes and 23 seconds. The extra point again by Allison was good, and it was a 14 nothing lead at that point for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. And then they would put back-to-back-to-back touchdowns on the board in that second quarter alone as Hess got his second touchdown reception of the night and Weary's second touchdown pass. This one came from eight yards out with 113 to go in that first half. It completed a four-play drive covering just 40 yards and took just 35 seconds. The extra point by Allison Good, and it was a 21 to nothing lead for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, and that would be the score at halftime with Jersey Shore leading 21 nothing over the Sealands Grove Seals. And Jersey Shore would get... Another touchdown. This time it was Peacock making the catch from 17 yards out, wide open in the back of the end zone with 9.50 to go in that third period. That catch completed a five-play drive covering just 42 yards, took a minute and seven seconds. The extra point was blocked. So at that point, the Jersey Shore Bulldogs led 27 to nothing over the Seals Grove Seals. Their final score of the night would come from three yards out as number 44 Hayden Packer, the fullback, Took the handoff from Weary. That was with 6.14 to go in the third period. That completed a seven-play drive covering 45 yards. Took two minutes and 26 seconds. The extra point was missed, but that would push the Jersey Shore lead to 33-0 over the Seals Grove Seals. There was no scoring in the fourth quarter, so the final score here tonight, the Jersey Shore Bulldogs would win 33-0 over the Seals Grove Seals. Dave, we talked off the air with the Smoking Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game, and I threw out one, and uh, you, you agreed with it. It's the late touchdown yeah. and what that does to you from a mental standpoint when you see a team do that. That late touchdown right before the half. Yeah, when Jersey Shore stuck that one in, that really crushed us at that point. You're right. And it and it was led by them calling timeouts um, when Seals Grove was an offense, gave them enough time. But not yeah. only that, they gave them great field position following a penalty. Jersey yeah. Shore, instead of having it deeper in their own territory, got a penalty. They put it in Jersey Shore territory. They only had to cover 40 yards in 35 seconds. Yeah. And we came with 113 to go. So yeah. that touchdown run by, or that touchdown catch by Hess right before halftime is our Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Schmokadam Health Center Workplace Injury Institute offering medical care, chiropractic care, rehabilitation, and more. Call 570-743-4333 for an appointment. That's the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Look at some scores that uh, have come across. This one in the fourth quarter last we checked, Schmokin leading Chickalimi 41 to 20. Jersey, I mean, uh, Central Mountain, who Jersey Shore beat a week ago, beat Milton 49 to 6. While Lucene able to get past Sayre by three. That one's in the fourth quarter, 18 to 15. South Williamsport, seven points better. That's a final over Northwest. Mount Carmel beat up on Hughesville. At least that's in the fourth quarter at this point, 48-7. A final, Central Columbia beat Mifflinburg 17 to nothing. 
One other score we had, well, two other scores we had. One was our Blaze Alexander Four tough game of the week, and that's Montoursville leading Danville the last we checked in the fourth quarter, 35-21, and Lime Mountain gets a win over Upper Dauphin easily, 46-16. to Remember, tomorrow night you can catch the Lewisburg Green Dragons hosting the Midwest Mustangs on 100.9, the Valley, all part of Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation family. Again, that's Midwest Taking on the Lewisburg Green Dragons, it can be heard in 100.9, the Valley. I've been handed the stats from our stat man, Zach Showers. We'll take a peek at those when we come back after this break as you continue to listen to the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Hubs Home Oxygen and Medical Supplies is proud to support the Sealands Grove Seals. Like the quarterback, they are the leaders in the field of home health, medical equipment, and respiratory services. Visit us online to learn more, or stop by their newest location in Sealands Grove at the Susquehanna Valley Mall. Go Seals! Saving money on your next vehicle is as easy as SMC. Sunbury Motor Company. Since 1915, SMC provides total commitment to complete customer satisfaction. Sunbury Motors sells and services new Fords, Lincolns, and Hyundais in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury. And new Kias on the Golden Strip in Hummel's Wharf. No one beats Sunbury Motor Company's lowest price promise. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. SMC, a tradition of trust since 1915. It's game time, and the team at I'm the Guy Basement Systems is ready to give you a customized game plan to fix your basement's problems. Moisture, seepage, mold, those are serious problems that won't go away on their own. Let ITG help. We offer free inspections to ensure your home is dry and healthy. Visit ITGBasementSystems.com to schedule your free estimate today. ITG Basement Systems. I'm the guy to make it dry. This part of today's game is brought to you by Diversified Construction. Hey, whose turn is it to make the popcorn? When I was a kid, it was always my turn. First, I shook the hot oil pan until the corn popped, and later I used a hot air popper. Now I'm back popping in a hot oil pan because the butter and salt sticks to the popcorn better. Hopefully, you're having a good time snacking with family while listening to today's game. Quality family time is what life is all about. We'll be back later in the broadcast to tell you about what we do here at Diversified Construction. Every week, Thousands of people from all over the world come through our doors to enjoy a home-cooked meal or just to browse our gift shops. One of the favorite spots that folks like to gather are near our fireplaces, found throughout our restaurant and lobby areas. Ever since Glex installed the heat and glow inserts and fireplace, we've received so many compliments about how warm and inviting they make our store. I'm Steve Callhavy, General Manager of Country Cupboard in Lewisburg, and we're pleased to be able to recommend Glex heat and glow products. This is Eagle 107. Welcome back to the Service Electric Cable Vision post-game show. Pat O'Brien along with Dave Hess and Zach Showers. Hey, Sunday the Eagles are out on the West Coast to face the San Francisco 49ers. It's on Eagle 107. Pre-game starts at 7. Kickoff at 8 with Maurice and Mike Quick on Eagle 107. Taking a look at the numbers from tonight's game as Jersey Shore wins this one, 33 nothing, and improved to 4-0 and in the season. Seals Grove falls to 1-3. and Looking at team numbers, first down, Seals Grove end up with five first down, Jersey Shore 19. In the rushing department, Jersey Shore 195 yards rushing, Seals Grove 21. 
In the passing department, Seals Grove 47, the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 163. So when you look at total yards and plays, the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 358 total yards on 76 plays, while Seals Grove ends up with 68 total offensive yards, which is on 52 plays. Penalties, a lot of penalties tonight, 12 combined between both teams. Seals Grove with 7 and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs with five. Three turnovers on the night. Seals Grove, two interceptions and had a fumble. Jersey Shore Bulldogs threw one interception on the night. We continue with the Service Electric Cable Vision post-game show. Again, Seals Grove falling to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 30. Three to nothing. Look at individual numbers. First in the rushing department for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Allison, 21 carries, 115 yards. Hayden Packer, 9 carries, 29 yards and a touchdown. Owen Anderson had 4 carries, 23 yards and a touchdown. Jordan, 9 carries, 21 yards for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. In the passing department, Weary, 11 for 24, 163 yards, three touchdowns, and did throw the one interception. His main receiver tonight was Hess, five catches, 78 yards, two touchdowns. Peacock had three catches for 46 yards and a touchdown. Anderson had two catches for 26 yards for the Jersey Shore offense. For Seals Grove individually, Bastion, 7 for 21, 47 yards, two interceptions. His main target tonight was Brett Four, four catches for 41 yards. In the rushing department, Bastion ended up carrying it 14 times for 21 yards. Stroud, three carries for nine. Heil, four carries for minus three. And Hoover, six carries for minus six yards. Again, Seals Grove falls to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, 33-0. Total offense, 358 for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, 68 for the Seals Grove Seals. Remember to check at all the sports programming on Eagle 107 by going to eagle107.com. Next week, the Seals take on the Shikolimi Braves in Sunbury. You can catch Seals game day with me, Pat O'Brien, Dave Hess, starting at 6, and the Derek Hicks conversation at 6.30, followed by the kickoff at 7 o'clock from Shikolimi Stadium in Sunbury. That's next week. Friday night on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Dave, final thoughts before we get ready to close this one up and take the troops out to Sunbury next week. Well, it's Chickalimmy. It, what could be better? You know, it, we can forget all about the records next week and just worry about beating our, our rival, our cross river, river rival. It should be a good game. And again, you want to check in our Facebook page. Going to be all Seals Grove all week on our Facebook page as we build up to that rivalry that Dave is speaking of. And uh, we get ready for that one next week as two one and three teams just going to battle it out to try to get their second win of the year. Well, that wraps up the Seals Post Game Show presented by Seals, presented by Service Electric Cable Vision. Again, the final score: Seals Grove Falls tonight, thirty-three nothing to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Remember, you can get all the updates of final scores by going to Eagle107.com or the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Just click on the high school scoreboard banner for games across the central Pennsylvania. For Zach Showers, our stack guy, Anthony Fusa, our producer, and Dave Hess, this is Pat O'Brien saying thank you for joining us for Seals Football on Eagle107 and Eagle107.com. Thanks for listening to Sealands Grove Seals Football on Eagle 107. Coverage of next week's game begins at 6 p.m. Friday night. Seals Football is a production of Eagle 107.